0: Adult content intended for an adult audience only. All characters engaging in sexual relationships or activities are 18 years old or older. Contains explicit words, thoughts, and ideas. This story was found on a free website and brought to audio form here. I did not write and take no credit for this story. Please visit the link above to further support this writer. How Annelia Became an Orc Queen Part 2 CHAPTER ZERO FIVE I stayed alone in Zaire's tent, lying on his pile of skins and furs, trying to understand what I had done, and what had just happened. My feelings were mixed, I was content to have been marked, that he was willing to give me that. On the other hand, I was feeling slightly humiliated by being bathed in cum. It was dripping off my body everywhere. Neither he nor Mele had lied or exaggerated at all. I was truly covered in his seed. It was dripping off my face in rivers, running off my breasts, down my stomach, onto my thighs and legs, from there to the floor, pooling at my feet. Perhaps it was my life at the palace, as an envoy, and a daughter of a king. Perhaps it was the difference in elfin ways as opposed to orsish ways. I know not, only that the feeling of humiliation was real. I had asked for this, nay, begged him to mark me and I would still have it so, I would still be his, and him mine. In the moment I cared not what he did, that he came in a river flood upon my body, turning my pale blue skin white as driven snow, wet, sticky, viscous, and he had given me satisfaction, by both marking me, and using his fingers until he brought me to orgasm, more than once. But the feeling would not leave, and all would know. Those who knew what an orc marking was would know that I, Anelia, untouched by a man before, had been flooded, and covered, dripping, bathing in Zyre's orc cum. I needed to reconcile these feelings, but there was no time now. I needed to bathe. Zyre had a tub of water and I put my hand in it. It was cold, very cold. Very well then, an experiment. I would warm the water with my hand. As I began to focus my thoughts and my hand heated and began to glow, I heard raised voices outside the tent where the council was holding, not far off. What of the elf girl, Zyre? Why are you keeping her protected? Why has she not been given for use? She is not for free use. She is no commoner, but the daughter of royalty, and has the blood of the fae. He would make her his consort. Without the acknowledgment of the chieftains, Unless you claim her, she should be of use to any who would have her. You cannot claim her without dispute. It is too late. She has been marked. She has been chosen. Do you wish to dispute it with me? I can only imagine what Sire was thinking, the anger that must be rising in him. You marked her? When? Who witnessed? When a chieftain marks, or claims one for his own use, it must be public. Orc law does not allow private marking or claiming. She is ashamed of our orc ways. She would deny orc law and customs. The elf would claim power and rule without orc consent or by orc laws. She should be made a whore for the camp, like her companion already is. And if she is bold enough to accept my challenge, a whore she will certainly be. Zila. Enough. Your hatred of Anelia will soon be quenched in blood and dirt. She accepted your challenge and will appear shortly. As for her marking, I gave her a choice. I marked her as I would, where I would, when I would dot A.S. for you. Your dispute is with me, Grum, not her. Again, do you wish to dispute it in combat or no? Then silence. Zyre, I am loyal to you. But orc law should be upheld. There are many who would not obey you if you violate the old ways. I am not Zila, nor one of Surdi's clan. I was loyal to your father, as I am to you, but if violence is what you wish, I will face you in combat. I heard these words and understood the situation I had put him in. It was predictable that an elf consort would be an issue, even though there was a human woman several hundred years ago, still it was not common for a different race or species to be chosen as consort. Harem, yes, but not consort. But the bigger problem was the marking was not public. What have I gotten into? the marking left me conflicted as it is, but to do that publicly? To be bathed in his seed in front of all? I do not know if I can take hold of his manhood and be the entertainment for these orcs, or anyone, as he showers me with his cum, covering my naked body again for all to see. Neither Analia or myself are doing away with, or trying to rule, without orc law or tradition, then bring the elfin whore out, and mark her before us, or give her over for free use among the chieftains. That will be good enough for a half-breed of royal blood. Zila was pushing this hard. Enough, I must bring an end to this. She wants me humiliated before all, defeated and broken. I must prove my worth and willingness to follow orc law. So be it. I will show her, and all of them, my willingness, then I will put her in the dust. Mistress, things are not well at the council. Oh, my, he marked you. Yes, Mele, he did, and I hear what is happening. I must go and show them and defeat Zila. I don't like it, mistress, but I will help you bathe and dress. I think not, Mele. I will appear as I am, taking only my blade, so I may end Zila's insolence. Are you certain? Naked, for all the orcs to lust after, covered in orc Come, You will only incite their lust. I shall... Though I only wish to wash this drying seed off me, I feel I must. And after I am remarked by Zire, who would dare attempt me? And I most certainly shall end Zila. As you wish, mistress. I will follow you, but at a distance. Very well. But I shall have another guard. If it is a display of power and authority and worthiness they want, they shall receive. I am bringing Tiamat with me. I took my blade and slung it across my naked body, over my shoulder, the strap riding between my breasts, the sheath at my back, tied my hair back, and exited the tent, making my way towards the bonfire that lit the night and the council. I gave a whisper of a whistle, and Tiamat came bounding from the pen. Keep a distance, Tiamat, and circle the council in the shadows until I give command. She snarled at me raising her snout and took step at my heels as into the night we strode I approached the council from Zyre's back, and none saw me coming until I entered the glow of firelight, and all voices fell hushed at my approach. Zyre turned his head and saw me, I glanced and nodded slightly, he looked upon me questioningly that I slipped my blade from my shoulders and rested it against Zyre's seat, touching his shoulder. I briefly ran my fingers down his massive arm and moved away from him eyeing every orc in the circle, especially Zila. I moved slowly and deliberately, letting them see me in the firelight. They were all staring, the males growing huge erections, some even grunting, and at least a few drooled. They sniffed the air, smelling his seed and scent upon me. I did not stop, and with a slight nod, a low growl came from the shadows, causing most to turn behind them, only to see a huge direwolf stalking the shadows, keeping pace with my slow walk inside the circle. You orc chieftains do not trust the worthiness of an elf-woman to uphold either your laws or your traditions. I choose to be Zyre's consort, and I choose to uphold your traditions and your ways. You see and smell that I have been marked, willingly, and I look directly at Zila. I take pride in it, nay, revel in it, and I am here before you now to show I have no shame in your ways. I circled back round to Zyre who sat in his chair, legs partly spread. Walking behind him I ran my fingers across his broad shoulders and back. Coming around his other side, I stood in front of him, facing him, before placing myself on my knees between his legs. I took his manhood in my hand and held it, feeling it. Even at his cock was gigantic. Both my hands together still couldn't cover his shaft. Stroking him in front of me I locked my eyes on his trying to distract myself from the fact there was an audience of fifteen chieftains watching me. I brought his large bulbio's head to my lips and nervously took him in my mouth, but just his head, while I stroked his massive pale green shaft with my hand, once again trying to coax his come out to cover my skin. The more I stroked him, the longer I felt and tasted him in my mouth, the more I wanted. Slowly the intimidation of being watched left me and I took more and more of his shaft into my mouth, stretching my lips and jaw for the second time tonight. Stroking him faster, what shame I felt earlier dissipated, and my focus was only on him, only on this huge orc cock in front of me, and my mouth deeper and deeper. With every stroke my desire and want grew, my wetness grew, running down my crouched legs. His breathing grew heavy, and eventually his hands were on my head as I sucked and stroked his cock in front of the council. There were no sounds, no words, just some grunts of approval and I presume lust, as they watched this elf woman suck this orc cock deeper and deeper, taking almost all of it before I felt him tighten dot he pulled himself out of my mouth and began stroking himself, but I took his hand off and did it myself. A greater show of power if I stroke his come out myself, splattering myself with his seed, Marking myself with his cum he grunted and growled, and I felt him harden in my hand even more just before his first spurt. I aimed his cock head at my face, taking his first few bursts on my face, already covered in dry cum, layering more on myself. Repositioning slightly, I held and stroked his bursting cock to my chest, letting his cum recode my heavy, heaving breasts. Over and over he shot cum on my pale blue body, covering me. Once again tonight, my lips and face, my tits, heavy and firm, my heart and nipples, were dripping his cum and seed, this time for all to see. When he finished coming, I released his heavy cock, letting it fall, before putting my head down, licking his shaft, and scooping the dripping white thick fluid off my face and swallowing it. I realized then, I cared not that any saw. All that mattered was that I was marked, I was his, and in a moment— I would let all know that he was mine. I would not be the only one being marked and scented. I had made a decision, one they had never seen before, like me. Facing him, I mounted his lap, placing one hand upon his shoulder. The look of surprise on his face made me smile, along with the mumblings and gasps I heard behind me. I leaned into his ear. I will let all know that you are mine, as well as me being yours. I took his manhood in my hand again and holding his erection straight up, pressed it against my wet lips and began grinding my hips into him, moving up and down along his shaft against my wet slit. The pleasure was almost more than I could stand, and it was with great difficulty I did not slide him inside me. I had to satisfy myself with feeling his girth on and between my lips, as I spread my juices on his hardening cock over and over, my moans getting louder, my breathing heavier. I cared not that others were watching. The look on his face, his eyes burning orange, the pleasure I received, made everything worth it that he grabbed me from underneath, placing his hands under my soft round cheeks, lifting me, lowering me, helping me maintain my rhythm. I could feel the pressure building within me, as his cock rode between my lips, now dripping, as his shaft hardened, opening my lips as his girth expanded between them. I could only keep moving on him. Eyes locked on his, my heavy chest heaving in front of him, his eyes going from mine to my chest. I loved that he wanted me, loved how he looked at me with lust burning in his eyes. The pressure of his hands gripping me from behind, squeezing the soft flesh of my ample cheeks. Only a few moments more. I moaned loud and high, squealing as his hard or cock riding between my petals made me come, sending me to orgasmic bliss as my cum came pouring out of me covering his shaft, my juices marking and scenting that cock I so desperately wanted inside me, bathing it in my own juices. Again and again, my body that had never known a man, poured my liquid orgasm over his shaft, covering his manhood, running down his leg, dripping from his heavy sack below. I rested after my orgasm settled, my head against his chest, my hands on his shoulders, but I was not done yet. I would show them just how willing I was to be marked by him and to be one of them. Doubt I turned myself around, and repositioned myself, now facing the council, my naked body exposed, and took again his shaft, now the top side, and repeated what I had already done, stroking him again against my soft wetness, lifting myself, sliding him more, my ass grinding against him, his hands now on my curving hips, my breasts bouncing and hanging for the council members to see all the men of which were now. Watching intently, touching and stroking their own hard cocks, I came on his cock again, and this time I let it go. Screaming in pleasure, rocking against him, my back arching to him, pushing my ample chest out, I took his hands and put them on me, squeezing my soft mounds, pushing them together, his hips pushing up, riding his hard cock between my lips, as his shaft exploded come all over me again, rope after thick white rope. I leaned forward, taking all of it on me that I could, even taking my hands and smearing it on my body, covering any skin that did not have his wet thick salty come yet. He let out a satisfying grunt and roar as he came on me for a third, fourth, time tonight. My moans and whimpering echoing across the council and the silent camp beyond, when he finished coming, and I was covering myself with it, and catching my breath, I rose from his lap and took hold of my blade— unsheathing it, letting the flames glint and shine off its polished steel. It was now time to finish this, and silence any doubts as to my worthiness and intentions. Ha! You think whoring yourself in front of the council will win you consent to be consort? Enough! Elfin whore, face me in combat. No magic, none of your witchcraft, only steel. I will feed you my blade as Zyre just fed you his cock, slut whore. By sunrise every orc in this camp will have had you. I will speak, but only after I put you in the dust. Come as you will, traitor, ally of Surdi, betrayer of your hegemon and true lord. In her rage Zila charged hard, blade of iron held high, swinging in a long downward arc, simple enough to deflect and dodge. I simply went on the defensive, letting her tire herself, while building her rage and frustration. Soldiers like her look for the quick strike and kill, unable to remain calm and clear in heated combat, one difference between a soldier and a warrior. She pressed me hard, and with her advantage in size and strength, she almost disarmed me twice. But almost will get you killed in combat. She made a hard sweeping cut from my head, a simple drop, a quick flip of my wrists and blade, a sweeping spin, and I cut through the tendons of both her legs, right at the calves. She dropped to her knees, howling in pain. She would be crippled for life, never walking again, for no medicine can heal that. In all reality it was a death blow. I rose to my feet, and paced around her, considering if mercy was appropriate as all eyes watched carefully. I was considering what the orc council would expect, when she suddenly propelled herself at me with what force she could, locking on my leg, biting down, trying to tear my flesh just below my knee. I screamed in shock and pain, raised my blade, and with all my force impaled her through the back and into the earth. Her body grew slack, releasing me, as she slid down my blade, bleeding out on the dust that I eyed the council, silent around me and their fallen member. I circled the fire, and with a wave of my hand, summoned Tiamat to my side. With one bound over the heads of the seated orcs she was at my side— Letting a low growl escape and her back slightly arched, hair raised, ready to pounce. My power move had been made. Now I needed to speak my will while the council was still in shock, and maybe even a little all. I have been marked by the Lord you have sworn your allegiance to. You have witnessed him pouring his seed and scent upon me. I have no shame for it, nay, I am proud to be marked by him. You have witnessed me marking him with my scent for my own. I would have no other, and I will not accept him having any other. I do not crave power, or to rule over you, nor to change your ways, but to be one of you, and gain your respect and loyalty as his consort. I have proven myself in combat against one of your own and repaid her insolence and insult to me. If any other would dispute, rise and I shall answer. Silence, but only for a moment as they considered. Before they could answer... A shout and yelling rose up behind the council and a band of orcs pushed their way through. Zila's band. This could be a problem, and Zyre sensed it as he rose behind me to his full height. The elf has killed our chief. We demand she suffer the consequence. No foreigner can kill an orc and escape punishment. Take her or hand her over to us. Zyre's wrath was apparent. Even behind me I could feel his anger and rage. I did not need to see it. I knew it. But before he could speak, an orc of great age rose up and entered the circle standing between me and the band. Zila was a chief of some renown, none dispute it. She challenged the elf and lost. By orc law, her band now must swear loyalty to the one who defeated her in a fair challenge, or suffer banishment, or death for disloyalty. Zyr's rage was, as I said, obvious and made more so by his words. The old father speaks a truth, and I hope you choose disloyalty. You will not suffer banishment, but only death by my hands. Feel fortunate the council sits here, or your fate would have already been decided. Now choose. Drop your weapons and kneel before her, or I destroy you all. Now! We kneel. They had grumbled and looked around them. They had no support. The council was with Zyre, as was every orc in the camp. Zyre was well on his way to becoming the hegemon. The choice they made was the only one they could make. I, Enlia, was now a chieftain of an orc band. My old life was certainly passing away quickly. Ceremony dictates you swear fealty to your new chief. Do so, and let us have peace, so we may conclude the council business. We swear loyalty to the elf maiden as our chief. May our death come swiftly if we forswear. I accept your loyalty and the responsibility of being your chief. Now return to your camps and feast and drink. We speak in the morning. As they parted taking with them Zila's weapons and body for preparation of the burning pyre, the old orc spoke to the council again. Mistress Analia, we have witnessed your marking, and we saw no shame upon you. Though your combat skills are impressive, you are unproven in war. If Zyre claims you, you cannot rule or command, only warm his bed. Excepting with your new found band. No orc is under obligation to obey your orders until you are proven in war. Is this understood? I understand, old father. Your words are clear, and will be respected. I will prove myself worthy of not only Zire, but worthy of being counted among you, as one of you. Zire? Is the law I have spoken understood? Telling an orc in his prime, and one that is perhaps the best warrior breathing, that he must conform to this council's words, was certainly hard for him. It is clear, and I accept the council's decree. I will claim her by the next full moon. By then her worthiness will be apparent to all, as it is to me now. Very well. At the next full moon we shall gather the horde at the arena for the claiming. Now my orders, prepare yourselves and your bands. In three days we ride at dawn to circle the north end of the mountains. I will claim leadership over those bands and deal with those who betrayed my father. Surti's clan and people will swear fealty, or die. Now feast! The council broke up and myself, Zyre, Mele, Gilead, and the old orc watched them depart, that is when the pain hit and my leg gave out from under me, bleeding profusely. Zyre bent low and picked me up, cradling me in his massive arms. I was angry at the show of weakness, but loved the gesture. Torix, go grab your medicines and herbs. Gilead warmed the water in my tent so Mele may help her clean the wound and bathe. And Gilead? After that go bring the other elf Envus, to your tent. I will speak to them now. After gesturing for Tiamat to return to then Pen, I was curious as to what he wanted to see them for. But before I could ask he carried me to his tent and set me on his pile of furs and skins. He took my leg and looked at it closely. You will heal fine. A little scarring is all. Porix will see to the bleeding and pain. I will be with you shortly, but I must go. Thank you, Zyre. And yes, my elf body will heal itself quickly. But why the envoys, I would ask? I want to speak to them before they flee on their own and report what they witnessed here tonight. That announcement to the elf king should be diplomatic, not hearsay or rumor, mere gossip. And I want it stated in a particular way. Do you object? I do not. And I will confess I hadn't thought that through entirely, but also it matters not to me what he would say. Ha! Nor to me. But discretion is advised, and in case he did not betray my father, I would not have him believe I would deceive him. It is only politics and Leah. Within two weeks you will be my consort and an orc queen regardless of anyone's thoughts, and that includes tonight's council. Sometimes you must appease— at least temporarily. No one will stop me from being hegemon, nor can they stop me claiming you. With that he left. Gilead did as he was told and set a fire to the water. Mele wrapped me in a robe and began to help wash me and tend to the wound. It was not long before the old orc Porix returned with his medicinal bag. I hope my words at the council did not offend Mistress Anlea. No. Not at all. Your simple statement of law and tradition was most welcome, and Zyre seems to hold you with great respect. Have you been with him long? I knew his father when we were quite young. I was there when his fey mother brought him to his father. So long have I been with him. Who was she? Do you know? I wanted to know. I have no information about my own, and was hoping for some knowledge. She was a fey. She seduced his father when he was hunting in the forest alone. No one believed him until she brought Sire to the camp. She was beautiful, not unlike you, only without the blue skin and mortality. Ha! No, she was a creature divine, and I do not think she revealed her identity. You would need to ask him. Perhaps his father told him. He can be very reticent, you know. Yes, I have learned that about him. And you? You are no true blood elf. I have never seen an elf with silver hair, and I hear of your witchcraft. What is your parentage? My father is the elf king of the central kingdom. My mother I do not know. Like Zyre's father, mine was seduced, and I was delivered to him as an infant. I know nothing else. Well, do not concern yourself too much with it. The fae always have reason for what they do, that I know. You are not alone. It is odd, though. Around a hundred years ago, there were stories everywhere of fae women seducing and mating with the mortal races—elf, orc, and human. There was even claims of dwarves as well. Ah, time will tell, I suppose. Yes, I have heard of many half-blood of the fae, but only met a few, and most hide themselves, for most fear us greatly. Demigods should be feared if you cross them. You should be feared, for Zyre tells me your power may be the greatest he has seen. Demi-gods? What do you mean? The fae are not gods. Were they not? Are they not? There was a time when they were worshipped as gods, and warred with the demons. Simply because they are not worshipped as gods does not mean they are not. Well, your wound is bandaged. I will leave you to bathe and rest. I must tend to the body of Zila yet tonight, Mistress. He bowed his head to me, then to Mele. Who had remained oddly quiet through all this. Thank you, Porix, for your attention and tending my wound. It is a pleasure to serve my future queen, and Zaire's future consort. Good evening. With that he left, leaving Mele and I alone. I removed my robe and began washing my body of the seed and come that had I had been bathed in twice earlier tonight, drying and crusting over my skin everywhere. From my hair and face, my breasts, stomach, thighs, and legs everywhere. I do not think there was a spot upon me that did not have drying come upon it, except in me, my womb, my mouth having taken much, but that did not count in orc law, as obviously his seed could not implant itself in me that way. A gift, really, for at least I could receive his seed that way until he claimed me. You may speak freely, Mele, we are alone. Speak your mind. Are you well, mistress? The wound will heal quickly and the pain isn't that great. The herbs he gave me will help. Actually, I was speaking of your marking. Are you well? It can be overwhelming, and before everyone no less. You are not like me mistress, and I remember how it was for me the first time I received a bath like that publicly. I am well melee, thank you. It is overwhelming, and I was at first conflicted, but I would do it again if I had to. At least the public marking was not as much as the private one earlier. I only did it in front of the council out of necessity. But I realize now, I care not. And the claiming will be public, and yet I feel no shame of being taken and fucked by him in public. Indeed I look forward to the day. By now I was lying across Zyre's bed with my head leaning off, my hair in the tub of water and melee was washing out the clumps of dried, crusted come out of it, and off my face. My hair was no longer silver, but white, all of it. There was so much from earlier in the night when he came on me in the tent. Melee, what do you think Porix meant when he implied Zyre was a demigod? She grew quiet and nervous, hesitant to answer. Like she was at the river only the night before. Melee, you are quiet again, as at the river. What do you know? Only whispers and rumors. Your father fears you. Fears you're mating with another fey half-blood. Something about a prophecy, the end of the true bloodlines, the rise of demigods. That is why you were made an envoy, to be sacred and untouchable. He probably didn't figure you would love an orc. He fears these prophecies, mistress, why I do not know. Then why raise me? Why let me live? There is no sense here. Again all I know is rumor. The fey compelled him. For what reason or how, I do not know. Perhaps Cillian knows. And you never saw fit to tell me this? Forgive me, mistress. These are rumors. I know nothing for certain. I would not betray you for anything. I swear it. The look on her face told me the truth. Whatever the truth may be, I will not think that Mele would betray me. I must speak to Cillian and Zyre, for certainly he knows more than he has told me. Very well. I believe you. We will speak of this more later. I let the matter drop and rose from the bed to wash the rest of the dried crusted cum from my skin, which was tightening under the coating I had received. It was a relief finally washing it off me. I spent hours with his cum on me, and felt refreshed after, and hungry, and my throat was parched. I stood carefully testing my leg, but it felt fine, just a slight throbbing and nothing more. I slipped my leather breeches on, my leather halter boots, my knife belt over my wide hips, and a sheepskin jacket. No more being naked and exposing myself before all, at least until my claiming. Put these things from your mind Mele. Enjoy the night and the feasting. I have been marked by Zire, my desire, we should take the night to celebrate. Soon I will be his consort, and if you wish, this life shall be our new life. No more palaces and stone walls, Just the forest and the plains and freedom. I will be happy to serve you wherever, but I certainly prefer this life. And I am happy for you, mistress. But you know me too well. I have a concern about all this with you and him. And that is, you know the story of Anise, Black Anise. What they did to her a thousand years ago, and her orc lover. What if the king your father is displeased with all this? What if you become hunted? What if he decrees the cleansing ritual for you? Every elf in all the lands, every mercenary, will be hunting you. Things are different now. There is no elf-slash-orc war. Zyre has, or will soon have, a horde at his command and the elf kingdom is not strong enough to resist that. Anise had no power, she was a true blood, a princess of royal blood, set to inherit when she married. Dragged was a chieftain of a small band and also a true blood things are different now. I cannot inherit anything, and most true bloods, except for the royalty, care not if an elf and orc, or any other race, breed together. And if the king were wise, he would see the wisdom of this. Be careful, Mistress Anlia. I know of your intention to return to the palace. The king's anger is great, and he has power. He still hates the orcs, and looks down on everyone else. And he fears you, and probably Zire as well. Be cautious, I trust him not. Gilead told me of the possibility he betrayed you to Surdi already. Although I do not believe it, perhaps you should be wary of Cillian as well. I will trust Silian until he proves I cannot. There has never been anything but love between us. He would not betray me. Mele, you know I appreciate your worry, but we must return to the palace to find the truth. There is no other way. When we return we act as though we know nothing. It must be done, and I need you with me. I would never leave your side, you know this. Especially when I know you are walking into danger. My blade and knives are always yours. I know. Now, let us put this behind us for now. Let us feast. You can find your Gilead, and I find Zyre. The fires are lit, and the stars are above. Be the melee I know and enjoy yourself. Ha! My Gilead? You speak as he would have you speak of me, ha. I am not his, but find him I will, and others of course. Seeing you tonight covered concern me for your sake, but made me jealous as well, hee hee. Ha. Enjoy yourself tonight then. When you return I will bathe you as you have me. Promises, promises. You will be too caught up in your own orc, ha. Still, it is good you both have this time together. I truly am happy for you. Thank you, Mele, come, let us go. We exited the tent and immediately saw Gilead and Zyre. They were speaking to a dwarf, ancient by the look of him. He had a long white beard and was dressed in ragged brown and green clothing, woolen by the look of it. Zyre leaned down and handed him a bag of what I assume was coin, then he left alone disappearing into the forest. When we joined them Mele, ever curious, asked about him. And what of the dwarf? I haven't seen him before. Is a part of the camp? Ha! No, he is a servant of... Someone. Discretion forbids any further comment. Come. There is a table with mead, wine, food, and more mead. Mele and Gilead walked ahead, Zire and I behind. I looked at him questioningly and he knew what I was curious about. He is the servant of the Witch of the Woods. We have been summoned. You and I will ride before dawn. Summoned? Why? I do not know. She will tell us when we arrive. Just us, or? Yes. Just us. It is a three-hour ride by wolf into the heart of the forest, which is how we will go. Who is she, Zire? This witch of the woods. You say all people who live here fear her, and it is said she is cannibalistic. I don't really know. No one does. She has ever been here, and ever shall be. As for the rumors, believe what you will. But it is not wise to cross her. Those who do are never heard from again. You have seen her before, then? I have. I was young, very young. She summoned my father, and I learned much about who I am. There is talk of demigods. Are you a demigod, sire? Perhaps. And if I am, so are you, and all who are born of the fae. Fate demands we two come together. Perhaps that is why your face has haunted me all these years. Perhaps that is why you are drawn to me as you are. So we have no agency in this? You do not believe our love is of our own choosing? I would have it so. I know I would choose no other, as you would choose no other. Is that not enough? I fell silent for a time, considering all this. Summoned by the Witch of the Woods. A figure I assumed was a myth. The Fae is gods, and myself a child of the gods, making me a demigod. All I wanted was to bask in his love, and give him mine. Now I was beginning to feel I'm a part of something more, a fate that will not be denied. Mele and Gilead found a fire with a group of orcs from the band, and we drank and ate. The orcs offered their fealty to me as Zyre's chosen mate, and offered to handle Zila's band. I found the gesture kind and flattering. Gone were the leering looks and the self-stroking when I was near. Fear probably of him, and perhaps word of my power. Zyre and I stayed a while before moving on throughout the camp, leaving Mele and Gilead to their mirth, and whatever pleasure Mele had in mind. Come, Anelia, We should pay our respects to the fallen. They will be lighting the pyre soon, sending Zila to her ancestors. We walked through the camp— reaching into the plains that stretched for miles beyond the woodland, and there away from the camp many orcs had gathered for the farewell. Porx was there, officiating the rites, surrounded by my new-found band. The pyre was built high of thick branches and flowers were strewn about. Porx was sprinkling herbs and sweet-smelling spices over the body and the pyre. It is custom for the new chieftain to honor the fallen by lighting the pyre themselves. He looked directly at me as he said this. I was not expecting this. Zyre, this should be you, or a member of her band. Not I. No. It is your honor to set her free from here, let her spirit go. The fight was honorable, the terms agreed upon. This is your honor, your responsibility. Porix was holding a firebrand for me to take. I took a different approach. I walked up to the pyre and closed her eyes with my own hand. Whispering words in Elvish, I shall never tell. I put my hand to the pyre and closed my eyes, heating myself and the kindling around. Soon the blaze erupted and quickly spread. I stood back by Zyre and watched as the fire and smoke consumed the enemy I did not choose nor hardly knew. All of it seemed such a waste. As the fire spread and consumed its fuel, Zyre lightly pulled my arm, leading me away. We walked a short distance away from the camp and into the plain. Stopping on a low rise I gazed at the night sky above. I love the stars and the dark night. Looking up I realized I was looking at a constellation, Anise and Drag. Zyre noticed. Anise and Drag. The elves, humans, and dwarves fear her, even speaking her name. The curse she cast upon all, the prophecy spoken. What happened to them shall never be forgot. Only the orcs honor them, with some fear. But awe and respect as well. In elfin lands, it is almost forbidden to speak her name. Those who do do so only in whispers, and even then, the listener runs in fear—fear fear of her curse. Do you think Zire, the king, will try to punish me as she was? If he even thought it, I would rip every rock and root of the earth to find you, and he would be dust for even thinking it. My vengeance would be like nothing ever seen, Anelia. Whether he succeeded or not against your power. He said this without ever looking at me, only looking at the sky above us. Mele fears it, she says the king fears me, always has, but none can explain why he let me live and raised me in the palace. Because all mortal beings fear the wrath of the fae, even more than the demon enemies, even more than the goblin threat. We do not know what promise your father was made Analia, nor do we know for certain that he did or would betray you. Speaking of which. Did you speak to the other envoys? No. Gilead looked for them but told me they fled after witnessing your public marking. The king will know in a few days what happened here. Prepare yourself for it if you insist on returning. He would have known the moment I arrived regardless. It matters little. I will have to convince him it is my will, and not a betrayal to him. I don't like it, Anlia. There are other ways. You ride to secure your hegemony. I will be detrimental to you in Cerde's territory, and I will not sit idle. Besides, I must see Cillian. There are things I need to know. As you wish, Anlia. But come. We should return to the camp. Our journey begins early, and there is more feasting to be done. Is an orc never satisfied, Zyre? Of course I said this in jest, and laughed as I said it. Never, Anlia. Like a lustful elf maiden... Insisting she be marked. Ha! What? Are you saying I am never satisfied, no matter what you give me? Ha! Tell me, are you satisfied with what I gave you? In truth, no. I would have more. And since we are alone, I will tell you a little ashamedly that if you wish to freshen your scent or mark upon me, you may. But I prefer in private. (laughs) He he he. Ah, Anlia, I look forward to calmer times when my hegemony is secure and the claiming is complete. You will find out what it takes to satisfy an orc then. My hope, Zire, is that you will be satisfied enough to not touch another woman, but not satisfied enough to always want more. I already want no other Aunt Leah. You are all I desire. And you are all I desire. All you are, all you have given already. My desire is for more of you, as much as you can give, as often as you can give. Careful, Mistress Anelia, Envoy of the King, I am an orc. I can give non-stop, as you witnessed earlier, ha! I hope to receive more, as you wish and as you desire. I cannot help but to say it, even at risk of sounding like a depraved whore. I will take your seed and your manhood, however, whenever you would. My body is your sire. Now I have said too much. I walked ahead of him. Embarrassed at my own words and my own lust that overpowered me whenever I was with him Anelia, slow your pace I have shamed myself before you My lust and need and desire uncontrollable when I am with you I cannot stop myself I want to touch you, feel you I want to feel your manhood pressed against me I want you to stare at me, look upon my form See the orange fire of lust in your eyes I love how you look upon my body, my breasts. I long to feel you between them. I long to taste you again, your seed, the feel of it upon my skin. I am insatiable with you. I know not why. I was upset, visibly so, and he knew it. Analia, my desire for you is insatiable. You will know when I claim you, dash. Yet you control yourself around me, satisfy yourself with gazing upon me. Your desire, though real, is not, cannot be as strong as mine. I still do not fully understand why you do not claim me now. Take me, make me your own. Plant your seed within me. There are things you still do not know. I already risk war just having marked you. Cillian and I have plans, Analia. Plans unknown by any but us. This treaty of peace and cooperation is just the beginning. We want to join Elf and Orc together, to build an army. A force large enough to invade the mountain chambers. The caves and caverns and the mines. We have dwarf guides who still remember the passageways. We want to end the goblin threat forever, Anlia. My marking you puts that all at risk. I know not if the elf king will make such an alliance if he feels this is a betrayal. Or worse, if he betrayed my father, and you and I. You needn't question my desire to have you. I would have you now, tonight. Tomorrow, and all time, I would have had you in the palace and taken you from there as my consort. But there are things at work that are bigger than us. And I already put it at risk, and I would do it again, here and now. That was certainly something to hear, and to consider. Have I just put peace at risk? Has my lust and love put the world at risk of another orc and elf war? Have I threatened an alliance that could end the goblin threat? I, I, I am sorry, Zaire. I should not have pushed you to mark me. I should not have put you in that position. Now I am truly shamed before you. No, Analia. I would have it no other way. I am content to have all know that you are mine. My scent upon you is certain death to any who would harm you, or touch you. I would have all know. And if he did betray us, and I am certain he has, it matters not, except you are in greater danger now returning to the palace. And, here he paused and put his massive, strong, rough hands upon me. I would mark you again, feel your soft skin on me, put my manhood, as you call it, upon you, between your breasts, here and now, if you had already not been through so much today. As I said, I am always ready to have you. We were standing so close I could feel his body heat on my skin. I reached down and touched him, feeling his hardness. He was ready. Actually leaking precum, I felt it on my fingers. I removed my hand and licked it off. Perhaps upon our journey tomorrow, upon our return, you will give me more of your seed. I crave it more than I can express. But you are probably correct. We should return to the camp before I ask, nay, beg for more. Aye, that we should not. Though the fire in me burns fiercely, they will be looking for us. I assume. Ha. If you mean Gilead and Mele, I am certain they have forgotten us for this night. I am sure he is buried in her, probably with others, as I would have you in me. But enough of this, I cannot take much more of this, though I enjoy it. We returned to the camp in relative silence, Zyre stopping momentarily here and there when stopped by others. But the night passed rather uneventfully as we returned. Chapter 06 I awoke in the darkness, a gentle nudging of something wet and soft against my face. Opening my eyes I saw two yellow eyes staring back. Tiamat had entered my tent and awoken me. She snorted and nudged me, then turned and left the tent, leaving me in the darkness to gather my thoughts that I had prepared the night before. After Zyre and I returned to camp, stopping throughout to feast, drink, and talk with his growing band of followers. He had left me to make his own preparations. I gathered a leather bag with dried and salted meats, cheeses, a wineskin, a water flask. I dressed quickly, not wanting to make him wait. Leather breeches, black leather boots, my blade across my back, knife belt around my hips, my leather halter, a light woolen shirt, and my riding cloak to fend off the chilly morning air. As an afterthought, I strung my bow and a quiver of arrows before heading out of my tent. Zyre was there, in the shadows of torches lit throughout the camp, and dying fires, finishing harnessing Tiamat and Gorlung. Analia, are you well rested? We have a long, hard ride through the heart of the forest. I hope Tiamat waking you wasn't startling. I am. And no, I wasn't startled, but you could have awoken me yourself. I wouldn't have minded. And I am no stranger to rough terrain and hard riding. Umph. Travel by wolf in the woods is not like traveling by steed in open country. This will be your first time on a direwolf. You will find it different. And I am unsure Tiamat would have let me enter your tent. Ha! You are well guarded indeed. I am certain Tiamat will go easy on me, though I look forward to the freedom of racing through the trees. Ha! It is freedom itself, but you will be sore and aching when done. So I have been warned about a long hard ride I haven't experienced before. Still, I look forward to the pain and the pleasure. It took him a moment to realize the joke. Ha! I see. Well, mount now and we shall see what you can handle, and what you can handle in the future. He mounted Gorlung as I finished prepping my gear upon Tiamat's saddle, before leaping upon her back. With a click of his tongue and a kick of his heels, Gorlung shot off through the dark morning, into the darker forest and I urged Tiamat to follow, and off we went. The forest was pitch, and even though elvish eyes see well in the dark, the speed at which the wolves run makes it hard to discern much. Their instincts and sight must be truly exceptional. No false steps, just the occasional whipping branch, the creaking of a fallen tree they sprung upon, and from. The woods were silent except for the panting and hard breathing of our mounts and ourselves. Zire and Gorlung had pulled well ahead. He was right, riding a wolf was far different than a steed. It was harder to balance, even with a saddle made for a wolf. My thighs were burning within an hour, and my arms ached from the tenseness with which I held the reins. Dodging trees to and fro, right to left, sometimes over, sometimes under, fallen trees. Balance was a challenge, and I felt guilty to Tiamat for my inexperience, and I could sense her frustration that I had to focus and trust her as I would my steed upon the plains, and in battle or chase. Once I realized that, I closed my eyes and focused on how her body moved below me, her muscle movement, how her legs moved, her body swayed with how she ran. I relaxed my hands and eased my thighs, letting my body move with hers. She must have noticed the change, as I heard her snarl and growl. I opened my eyes and leaned into her, by her large pointed ears. Very well, Tiamat. I am prepared. Show them how you run. A loud roar, and she sprung from off a fallen tree, leaping a distance I didn't think possible, smashing her shoulders into dead trees, felling them and making her path as straight as possible. My body was jerked every which way with her movements, and I thought I would lose my grip, but I did not, and got my bearings soon enough and now could see Zyre's back through the trees as we closed the distance between US.A as she raced through the trees and I got my bearings, I could finally focus on the exhilaration of what was happening. This was certainly freedom, better than racing nowhere on a steed across the plains. The forest offers a freedom and solitude nothing else can, and the feeling and emotion was overwhelming, and every experience I've had since meeting Zyre made me realize just how dead my old life was. I would never surrender this life for anything. Here I was free, with him I was myself, and soon my desire would be fulfilled, I simply needed patience. Thus far we had run in a straight line from the encampment, but before we could catch up to Zire, he veered sharp to the right, and with the rising dawn, it was hard to see why at first. But I noticed the tree line appeared to end, and soon I realized the direction we had been going gave way to a clear blue sky. As we veered off, I noticed the land sloping down, and realized a cliff face had been right before us. The river in this part of the forest had cut a deep ravine, a steep cliff face, and we were following a steady slope downward. As the trees thinned as we went along, below us, I could catch glimpses of the river below, and even ground, and sandy banks, further away than at first appeared. It took perhaps another half an hour for us to arrive at the bank. Zyre and Gorlung waiting for us. Slow riding. Should have expected as much from a palace princess, but not from a wolf I raised by my own hand. Do not be too hard on Tiamat. She carried an unpracticed rider, but we were catching up, were we not? I scratched her ears and took meat from my bag and gave it to her. Are you always so hard on an inexperienced rider? Perhaps I should remember that and reconsider. Ha ha! Fear not, Mistress Anelia. I will train you well and teach you how to ride. I look forward to the training, Zire, and the ride. Aye, but enough. Come and dismount. They will hunt, and we will refresh ourselves and break our fast here by the river. Is there time for that? The sun has only broken the horizon an hour or so ago. There is plenty. Rest yourself, and I am starving. Zire unharnessed the wolves and set them loose and off they bounded into the forest, silent as the dawn that just broke. We took the bags we brought and ate, me but little, him a great deal. Will you have enough for the journey back? Eat to your contentment, Anlia. They are expert hunters and nothing escapes them. They will bring us back fresh meat, and after our summons we will light a fire and take our ease home. Very well. This forest is beautiful, Zire. Have you been through it all? I rode, hunted, explored, and fought in these trees for my entire existence. I call it an encampment, but that location is home for me. This forest is home, and I will have no other. I remember hearing talk of the abandoned human city, where the arena is, of becoming the orc's center of power. Is there no truth to this? Some would have it so. My father considered it. The elves and humans would prefer the orc not to be nomadic. But there is no life inside of walls for me, and I will not have it, and I believe most orcs would agree. All I've ever known is walls, and there is no life inside them. Since I have been with you in your camp, I have been more free than ever in my one hundred years. I would, could not give up this life now. You will not have to. And I would prefer you stay at the camp rather than risk return. My spies tell me things I do not like. It is likely the king betrayed us to Surdi, and perhaps instigated the goblin attack, as a distraction and a test. I do not like this plan of yours, Anlia. What spies, Zire? What have they said and where does this information come from? I am to be your consort, you must tell me these things. Hmm, forgive me. I keep my secrets guarded, even from those closest. You are correct, I must tell you. Very well. I have spies in Surti's clan. The demon orcs have been conspiring for power for years now, and they have taken gold from elf envoys with your father's coat of arms. Whispers in taverns speak of fomenting dissension, not just here, but in other kingdoms as well. His agents seek ancient texts of spells and weapons the demons used against the fey in their war ages past. But why? Does no one know? None. Cillian, it is said, travels to the north elf kingdom. There is talk of betrayal and corruption against its aging king, and he travels only with guards and soldiers of half-blood. That tells me much about what and who he trusts, as well as his own thoughts. His betrothed is the daughter of the kingdom, Dinera. He would not let the kingdom fall, but consider who is behind the corruption. Just then there was the sound of felled trees and rough panting and growling. And Gorlung and Tiamat came bursting through the underbrush, jumping straight into the river, one after the other. They pounced one upon the other, biting and pawing with their sharp claws. They snapped at the water, and rolled it, soaking their thick fur before Zaire gave a loud grunt, and they leapt up the embankment. Bah! Dogs! Now we ride wet mounts the rest of the way. Foolish beasts! Gorlung was standing, gauging his master's anger, then pounced upon him toppling him and I could not help but laugh. Ha ha! The mighty orky Gemin felled first by an elf maid, then his own wolf. Whatever would your band say? After tussling around in the dirt, rolling over and over, giving playful smacks, and gorling nipping, the match ended. Hmm, elf princess, I believe in the first you yielded, and in the second, the master clearly won. Ha! I have yet to yield myself to you and as for the second, I call it a draw. Gorlung did not surrender. Bah! What does an elf maid know of orc ways? Cannot even ride a wolf, let alone an orc. Oh, truly? We shall see as soon as said orc feels he's capable of claiming and training said elf maid. Until then we cannot know, can we? Capable. Oh, be careful, Mistress Anlia, or there will be no mercy given on the day of your claiming. What did I say before? I ask for no quarter given. Indeed, I insist none be given for certainly none will be given from me. Ha ha! Like the marking, you do not know what you ask, but we shall see. But the sun has advanced much, and she who summoned cannot be kept waiting. We must go. We saddled the wolves, and gathered our things, leaving little trace of our presence, and we rode off into the heart of the forest. Another hour and more we rode through the forest as the sun rose, light replacing shadows slowly. Then as we climbed a rise, the land leveled off, and I did not need to be told we had arrived. Before us I could see the standing stones inside a wider circle of tall trees, the sunlight bathing the stones, and a patch of green grass within it. I reigned in Tiamat as Zire reigned in beside me. We are arrived. The heart of the forest. If you are still— You can feel it beating, pulsing in and through you. What magic is here, none know. I did not answer. I closed my white eyes and felt it. Let the pulsing wash over me. That pulsing was power. I felt life in it, overwhelming life, and perhaps death. We dismounted, and without realizing why, cast my arms aside, knives and blade, resting them near a tree. I just knew no weapon would be welcomed here, or needed. Zyre did the same. Are you well, Anelia? Yes. Zyre, I saw this in a dream. An old woman spoke the prophecy to me, then vanished. I was here. Hmm. She summoned you days ago, then. That explains her servant in the camp. As he spoke, that servant stepped from the trees. Come, come. You are almost late. We approached the dwarf, still in his brown and green ragged clothing and he waited as we came nearer, watching us. We were about to enter the stone circle, the both of us, when he raised a hand. No, only the maiden enters. The orc she has spoken to before. It is forbidden for one to enter who has not been invited. Come, elfwoman, she waits. I was shocked. I looked at Zyre to see how he would react. I cannot imagine anyone speaking to him in such a manner and he not being filled with anger, but he was not. A simple grunt, and he looked upon me, and turned back to where Gorlung and Tiamat waited. I watched him leave with a bit of trepidation, nervous as to why I would be summoned. The dwarf did not enter the circle, but extended his hand so that I should move forward. I stepped between two standing stones, and felt a difference in the earth. Instead of the hard-beaten ground, riddled with tree roots and underbrush, I stepped on soft, green, vibrant grass. The sun shone clear overhead, so bright that at first I had to squint. Then I saw her, just as she had been in my dream. The same brown and green cloak, long gray hair, the leather bag, and picking flowers and herbs. She did not raise her head to look at me as I stood there adjusting my sight. I knew not what to do, so I approached her slowly and began to pick the flowers and herbs that sprung under her feet as she walked slowly in the standing stones. A kind and helpful child you are, elf maiden. A child? No old mother. I have seen one hundred summers, although I have never seen a spot so peaceful and beautiful as this. Ha ha ha, a child to me though, Envoy Annelia. Or perhaps we should use your real title, Analia, Queen of the Orc. I blushed, though I do not know why and as she said it she turned to look at me with those gray eyes, like storm clouds in the summer. I am no queen. An envoy only. Ah, but soon. Your old life is gone, is it not? Haven't you already bid it farewell in favor of a new life? I would well choose it, madam. Well, patience, child of the sun. There are yet trials to be met. But tell me, what would you ask me? I know you have questions. Why am I here? Why have you summoned me? You called child of the sun, why? You spoke in my dream, but I do not understand. The light and the dark must come together. They must be one. Only then will this age's shadows pass. Your fate has been set, as has his, but it can still be thwarted. I summon you to ensure fate succeeds, for succeed it must. Riddles, old mother, you speak in riddles like I am supposed to have this knowledge. Knowledge comes with knowing oneself. Do you know who you are, or do you not? I? I do not. Hmm. Your parents? Birthright? Only my father. My mother I have never seen. Only that she is Faye. Ha ha ha, you see your mother every day, Anlia. And she sees you. Only in the dark are you lost to each other's sight. I instinctively looked above to the clear blue sky and the orange sun was beating down. Yes, Anlia, daughter of the sun. And as the sun sets nightly and grows weak in the winter, so goes the goddess within you. I don't understand. How do you know? Are you she? Are you fae? No, no, no. I am something other. The witch of the wood is all you need to know. Can you tell me if my father betrayed me and why? If he did, why did he take me in? Questions, questions, questions. So many. A promise made, and curses bind. But mortal plans often come to naught. The mind is easily corrupted, the will bent, eyes go blind, and hearts go black. But fate is hard to defy. More riddles, grandmother? So be it. I suppose all will become clear in time. Be not upset as you go on your way. Consort of he who descends from the God of War, and remember this. Light is love, war is darkness, and love can still blind and bring agony, and war can bring justice and peace. Every being, every living thing, is tied to these two things. For all ages have love and war been bound together as one, and for all ages to come so shall they be. One and inseparable, yet two and different, always they make a whole. Now you speak more clearly and to my liking. For if I am light and he darkness, I would be forever bound to him. But why grandmother tell me all this? If fate is real, and it is decreed, we have no agency in this. There are times to rage against fate, and there are times to abide by fate's decree. Think not that fate cannot be denied, but now the stars are aligned. Love burns strong, war is coming. When the two become one a new world will be birthed, that is all, elf maiden. Go, be on your way. I have all the herbs I need. The ancient woman walked towards the edge of the stone circle opposite of me, and without a glance back, stepped beyond the stones, and was gone. As I stood I felt a breeze for what I realized was the first time, and the sun faded ever so slightly. I turned to look and for the first time since I stepped into the circle I saw Zyre without, shirtless, digging a pit in the ground and placing dead wood within. Zyre watched me approach, with something of a smirk. He must have seen my consternation? Confusion? Both, perhaps. Well, Anelia, did you learn anything? Is that a joke, Zyre? Yes, I did. She said I am the daughter of the sun and explained the waxing and waning of my power, but I am also confused. Ha! Riddles and mysteries. Truth, maybe, but more riddles. What was said about your power? That the sun rests in the evening, and goes weak in the winter, so goes the goddess in me. But I would know Zire when you spoke to her in your youth. Did she tell you of me? Perhaps, perhaps not. It was many years ago, and I do not put much into it. Fate wills what it wills. I must rule, and protect my people from whatever threatens. Do you remember nothing of what she said? Something about love is light, war is darkness, forever are they bound. And your lineage, Zire? Hm, it matters little. Raut is said to be my mother, daughter of the god of war. Do not let these things concern you too much. They matter little. More important is where we betrayed, and why. That is why I must return. I do not like it, but you are insistent. So be it. Come, light the fire. The wolves will return from the hunt soon. Ha ha! What is it with orcs not being able to light a fire? Cannot you use your flint? I need no flint when I have the daughter of the sun to light my flame. It is good to hear that I light your flame. I put my hand to the kindling, focusing myself on just my hand, looking him in the eyes, and I saw the orange flame burning faintly in them, as I heated the kindling until the flame burst and I felt the desire and lust burning in me. In all ways, Analia, you spark a flame in me, and the demonstration of your power is always impressive. Now come, while we wait take your blade and let us spar. Let's see your skill with a blade. I removed my light woolen shirt, took my blade and unsheathed it, twirling it about, slicing the air, and he took up a short iron blade. No hammer's Ha! Huh. I would not want to shatter that fine blade of yours. More likely you would lose your hammer to my blade. To demonstrate my point, a quick swipe upon a fallen tree with a limb as thick as his arms. And it cut clear through with ease. You see? You shall soon be defenseless. Come, test my skill. We thrust and parried, iron on steel. I made sure to only clash with my blade with only glancing blows, not wanting to shatter his short iron blade. His length of arm made up for the shortness of his blade, the length of mine made up for the difference in our strength of arm. We crossed blades, and I, with better leverage, forced our blades down. Spinning myself in the other direction I went for the back hand, but he caught my wrist, spun me back around under his arm, and pulled me to him. There was nothing I could do without cutting him, his strong arm around me, holding me tight. I dropped my blade. Is this a surrender, Analia? Unless you wish to lose a limb, I have no choice, sire. You think you could escape this? Assuredly, but it would be a shame to lose you when I haven't had you yet. Ha ha! "'Perhaps—perhaps what, sire?' I felt his heat, his hardness. Our words from yesterday were in my ears, how I told him he could refresh his marking whenever he wished, and I wished he would. His hardness was pressing against me, my chest pressing against him. He did not release me, and I did not try to escape his hold, content to be this near his strong muscular body, looking into his burning eyes, and I knew mine were burning yellow.' It is well then that you brought the woolen shirt and riding cloak. Before I could speak he stepped back and reached out, grabbing my leather halter, and with his strong fingers ripped the little leather strip in between releasing and exposing my large pale blue breasts. I put my hands to him and undid his leather breeches, releasing and exposing his large pale green cock, dripping and hard. I took it, wrapping my hand around it, and stroked it, knees going weak at the feel of his stiffness. By the gods I wanted him to tear my britches off, impale me on him, feel him sliding inside me. I almost begged him to dot. he grabbed me, picked me up and carried me to a soft patch of grass and set me down. I went to take him in my mouth, salivating at the thought of tasting him, that giant cock, but before I could, he pushed me back and mounted me, straddling my waist, his hard heavy manhood thumped on my chest right between my breasts. I pressed them together, wrapping around him, squeezing him between my fleshy mounds. He rode himself between them, at first his hands upon mine, riding up, his giant soft head pressing into my neck or chin. I tried to raise my head but couldn't hold it up long enough to feel him on my lips or take him in my mouth. He put a hand on the back of my head, holding me up so I could. Flicking my long tongue out with every upward stroke of his long shaft, my legs spread beneath him watching him fuck my tits right up to my warm eager mouth he raised my head up more and now his giant head could hit and press my lips i moaned i opened my mouth taking his head but it wasn't enough i wanted more i squeezed my breasts harder against him his thrusts became harder and harder faster hitting my lips entering my mouth i felt his head slide in i could taste his cock his leaking precum on my tongue the faster he thrust between my chest, the more I squeezed, and rubbed my tits against his shaft. I wanted him to come, wanted to taste it, feel that warm liquid on my skin, my lips, taste it on my tongue. Mm m zire yes, ah, yes, release for me. Release yourself on me. Please yourself on me. Mark me again. A grunt, an orsish growl. His grip on my breasts tightening, squeezing them hard. He pushed harder, I felt his weight upon me, the weight of his cock between my tits wrapping his shaft. A snarl, a growl, a hard thrust, and the first spray of cum shot out, covering my lips. I opened my mouth, more cum, I could taste its saltiness and sweetness. I raised my head more, wrapping his large head with my lips, another burst in my mouth, coating it, shooting down my throat, I swallowed what I could. Zyre pulled himself from my mouth and pulling out and away he sprayed my chest, each breast, and between them. My tits and fingers covered in orc cum, he put his heavy shaft between my tits again, and thrust his cock along my cum-soaked breasts, pushing again to my lips, I took more cum, more of his seed upon me. I put my hand over it, feeling it slide upon my skin, wet and sticky, his cum smeared all along his shaft, from the head down to his heavy hanging sack. With a grunt and a growl, he stopped and raised himself off me. I lay there beneath him, letting him look upon me covered with his seed. Do you like what you see, Zire? Your chosen consort beneath you, wearing your seed like a cloak? Aye, Anlia. And if orc law allowed, I would have you here and now. But a vow has been made, and it must be public. He continued to stare, and I continued to meet his gaze. I loved how he looked at me and wanted to be seen. Some traditions are inconvenient. But I rose to my knees before him, taking his cum-soaked cock in my hand. Lord Zire, you can take my mouth. Not only that, but if it is your desire, it would be mine, if you want to fuck my mouth. I told you I am yours, your pleasure is mine, and your coming will make me come. If you desire it. I wrapped my lips around his giant head, licking all around it, "'Wiping it clean of his cum, swallowing what was there. "'It was still leaking and dripping his seed. "'I slid my mouth down his slick and wet shaft, "'stretching my lips and jaw around him, "'taking and feeling the weight of his full "'and heavy low-hanging sack in my hand. "'More and more of him I took, "'not knowing if I could take all of it, "'but slowly I tried, closing my eyes. "'His shaft seemed never-ending, "'before finally I felt him in my throat. "'I was able, this time.' To focus more on what Melee had told me about taking cock in my mouth and open my throat, like I was quaffing an ale I moaned on him, and he growled back, feeling and massaging his balls, my tongue working as much as it could, my face pressed against him. It was a little difficult to breathe, but I would not surrender his taste, his feel, his hard of cock in my mouth, I loved it. Even if my jaw was already beginning to ache from his size, Zaire put his hands on my head as... I began to slide my mouth along his shaft, tasting all that cum that was smeared along him from him coming on my chest, and the taste of it with the taste of his musky salty skin made me wet. I slipped my fingers down inside my breeches sliding fingers into my wetness, and as I did so he pushed my long silver hair out of the way, gripped my head on either side, and began thrusting his cock into my mouth that I held still, except my fingers pushing in and out, trying to time it with his pushing. He slid slowly, and I felt and tasted every inch of his shaft, aware of every vein, even how my lips pushed apart as his large head pulled out between them and I was careful to keep my lips tight upon his crown, even when he pulled out. He gave me some moments to breathe, looking down at me, I looking up at him, his shaft in one hand, I slid down again to his sack, fingers still inside myself. Holding his large cock up, I licked beneath, to his sack licking his balls where his cum had leaked down and was dripping off, back up his long shaft and to his mushroom head, going to take him back into my mouth, opening my mouth, tongue out, he suddenly took me by his hands and thrust himself into my mouth, fast and hard, I gagged as his head hit the back of my throat. He held himself there but a moment, before repeating the movement again and again. Each time he hit and entered my throat harder and faster, thrusting and pushing and ramming himself into my eager wet mouth. My fingers worked in me faster, deeper with every one of his cock thrusts into my mouth. More and more, feeding me his entire length and girth, my jaw aching, but with pleasure and ache. His sack swinging and hitting my chin, his hands tight grip upon my head. His grunts and groans letting me know his pleasure, as he took over my sucking his cock, the pleasure he had in fucking my elf mouth. I loved letting go and letting him take over, use my mouth as he wished, as hard as he wanted. My spit and drool were leaking out from my lips and along his monster shaft. He stopped hitting my throat and only thrust half his length in me. I moaned on it, whimpered, and felt, with my fingers in me, an orgasm building that half thrusting, this half feeding, face fucking I was receiving did not last long. As I felt my orgasm building, his grip tightened, and he thrust hard, shoving all the way in my mouth again. So hard, so deep, his cock forced my throat open, a short pull back, another hard thrust, I felt his head in my throat, over and over, and the fourth, but not the last thrust, gave me my orgasm. I came all over my fingers and hand, again and again, and as much as I could I screamed over the cock in my mouth and throat. Again and again Zyre thrust himself into my throat, pausing, Holding my face tight to him as he buried that cock in my throat, Holding his cock there, I felt his pre come leaking down into my stomach. What I always thought would be humiliating was making me wetter and wetter, My fluids leaking out of me. Every thrust of that cock into my mouth made me want more, I wanted to taste more, feel more, I wanted him to release, To come in my mouth like that, Buried in me, In my throat. He relented, And pulled himself out, I gasped and struggled for a moment for breath, my chest heaving, lungs taking in air. My spit and drool covering his head and shaft, dripping off my lips onto my chest, strings of it attached between my mouth and his rigged cock. I looked up at him, and he down at me, I held his shaft in my hand, and as I caught my breath, I lifted his shaft straight, and licked from the top down, reaching his base, back over his sack. I remembered Mele speaking of taking those into her mouth, gently, she said. Those heavy balls were covered in my spit and his dried cum, but I was like something possessed and would not stop, I hungered for him so. With my tongue extended I wrapped one and pulled it into my mouth, resting his fully hard manhood upon my face as I did so. Rolling it in my mouth, sucking gently, I released the one, then took the other, repeating what I had just done. I wondered if I could open my mouth enough to take both. Crouching lower, placing my mouth directly beneath him, I stretched my already aching jaw as much as I could, taking one, then the other, his heavy sack completely in my mouth. Sucking gently, my tongue licking back and forth the bottom, feeling his balls roll and move in my mouth. His groans and grunts, his hand upon mine holding his shaft, gently stroking while I had his sack in my mouth. Let me know his pleasure that I released him from my wet warm mouth. Looking at him to see the pleasure upon his face, taking a few deep breaths, he took himself from my hand and stroked himself in front of my face, my mouth open, panting, naked chest heaving, spit and drool hanging from my mouth. I knew what he was going to do, and guessed it was because he thought I was tired, my jaw sore, but I wanted more. No zire. Feed me, feed me more. I hunger for it. Never did I think I would want my face, my mouth, fucked, forced. My throat forced open. I hunger for it, want it, need it. I have my breath again. Push inside my mouth. Push your huge cock into my throat. Force your cum, your seed, down my gullet. Feed me your meat, your seed. I want nothing else but this. Humanilia, you truly are insatiable, but I would not push you too hard, yet. Zire, must I beg you for this too? I am already on my knees before you. Feed me your manhood, your cock, your seed. I ask you again, fuck my mouth, my throat. I have come once already, I will come again. The pleasure of feeling you force open my throat is something I could not have imagined. Please, Zyre. Again more. Feed your consort what she desires. I did not wait for him to respond, but took him in my mouth again pushing my own face all the way down, until I felt my head hit his abdomen. agik Analia! Eat my orc cock! Ag! I knew of course I had him, and I would get my desire. His hands back on my head, in my hair, I braced myself once again against his iron thighs. Harder and rougher yet, he gripped me and thrust himself in my mouth. I moaned on him, over and over, my eyes watering as again and again I felt his head down my throat, my face slamming into his stomach, his sack slamming my chin, swinging under and up, he was going so hard. It hurt, but in a way I loved and wanted, the force and hardness of his cock sliding over my tongue, his taste, his size stretching my jaw, Zyre changed his pace, slowing his thrusting. He pulled back slow, so far back my lips were only on his head and I would lick that soft, fleshy part with my tongue every time. Analia, since you want and desire your mouth fucked, I will fuck your mouth as I would fuck you, brace yourself. I moaned on him, and squealed, then for a moment only pulled off his shaft. Ah, yes! Fuck my mouth as you would fuck me. Use your force, fuck my mouth like an orc. I changed my position so I would not need to brace against him but could fuck myself with my fingers while he fucked my face how he, and I, wanted. This time there was no hesitation, no slow start. Barely had I slipped my slender fingers in my wetness when I felt his grip upon me tighten, and a hard sharp grunt, and he pulled my face into him and thrust his cock hard and deep all at once. I felt his head enter my throat, he pulled my face closer, smushing and holding my face against him, giving short, hard thrusts into my mouth. My fingers were buried all the way inside me, curling within, juices running down and out. After a few hard thrusts into my throat, he pulled back. I felt half his cock slide out from my mouth and lips, before another grunt and hard pull and thrust, another holding me to him. Again and again, Zaire forcefully shoved his hard length into my mouth, my throat, force feeding me his iron hard cock, and with every thrust, his head worked further into my throat, forcing it down choking and gagging me on him. Every time he thrust further, harder, every time I felt his round soft head hit and enter my throat, brought me closer to my own orgasm. I tapped his leg, asking to breathe, he gave me a moment right when his throat fucking and my fingers brought me to ecstasy. My orgasm crashed through me, racking my body, every muscle spasmed and tightened, my head almost thrown back, except he stopped me. And held me on his giant cock, making me scream out my orgasm around his mouth, filling, jaw stretching rock hard orc meat, forcing me to eat it, take it, while my orgasm screamed through me, and it only intensified my coming, causing me to come all over my hand, my cum squirting out of me. Soaking fingers, hand, wrist, my leather breeches, which were still on, before my orgasm could end, before I could collect myself and catch my breath, before my senses came back to me. Again using his force, he continued the rough mouth, face fucking he was giving me. Harder, harder, harder again. He forced his cock further and further into my mouth, down my throat. My face crushed against his hard body, and I felt something I never imagined I could, something I never imagined anyone ever feeling. His shaft was so far buried in my mouth, his head so far into my throat, the force of this face fucking so great, his cock so hard his head so swollen, I felt his giant head push and bulge out my throat. After the first I felt it, he pulled back, and as before, the next thrust harder than the last, and again and again I felt his massive meat bulge my throat, until finally, when I felt I couldn't take much more though I wanted it, he gripped my head hard, pulling my face against him again, howled, growled, roared, and holding me fast, his cock so large, so filling, I felt his entire shaft expand and harden more, felt his head expand in my throat, as his torrent of cum came spurting out, straight, down my throat, filling it quickly, pouring into my stomach, as his shaft just kept pulsing, his head kept expanding, pushing against my throat, with every jet of seed and cum shot out of his shaft. my fingers not even in me, and I came again, another orgasm as I felt his semen shoot down, not even having to swallow though with his cock so buried in me, my body instinctively swallowed, milking his coming cock as I knew my wet slit would, if only he were in me. I began choking quickly with him coming this way, gagging, coughing up his semen, my own spit, but mostly his cum, coming up, pouring out of my lips around his hard green shaft. Zyre relented, pulling back as he kept jetting cum out of his head, filling my mouth more, until he finally exited beyond my soft lips. I went down on all fours, head down, coughing, my tangled silver hair hanging around me. Coughing and spitting up mouthfuls of cum on the ground before me. Zyre stood before me, still erect, still hard, that cock, now mine, pointing right at me as I was finally able to sit up on my knees again, looking up at him. Come enough now, Anlia. You have never needed to prove anything to me, and I have taken my pleasure of you, and given you what you asked. A mouth fucking that only an orc can give. Rest, recover, you have taken much of cock and my cum. No, I wanted but a little more. Something gentle, to actually feel him in my mouth, taste him, to feel and taste his cum on my tongue. Zyre, let me finish this the way I would. Gently take you, not all of you, but some, feel and taste your seed on my tongue, clean you, swallow your seed my way, though I loved your force, and want it again, and again. And as you please, when you will, I would still have you gently stroke your cum out of your cock myself, for me. To savor your taste and flavor. I took his shaft in my hand wrapping slender fingers around him, and took his head against my lips, pressing him into me while stroking his shaft. Parting my lips I slipped his head in my mouth, swirling my tongue over and around the mushroom head while it still dripped cum. The taste on my tongue brought a moan from me, and I slipped more of him in still stroking, gripping hard, but a slow stroke. Half of his cock in my mouth, my tongue swirling and licking, feeling the weight of him pressing inside, he didn't move, no thrusting or pushing, just letting me taste and feel and stroke him, on my knees before him. I love his taste, and could suck this cock forever I felt, feel it stretch my jaw, taste it, lick it, stroke his tight green skin over his hardness that I felt him grow more rigged in my hand and with the other I cupped his large sack and began massaging his balls, to coax everything out. I took him out of my mouth, positioned myself under, mouth open, my long elf tongue extended out, and waited for his taste. His cum shot out, the first spurts hitting my face, before I slowed my pulling to long slow strokes, bringing his white liquid out slowly, leaking and pouring onto my waiting tongue. I stopped stroking only long enough to swallow what he gave then took him back into my mouth to feel his cock spurting, filling my mouth before swallowing what he had left. This coming was not what my marking was. He controlled how much he gave me, not wanting to bathe and cover me again. Finishing he pulled himself from without my mouth and walked away. Slightly annoyed at first, until I realized he went to grab our water skins and bring them to me. I drank heavy washing down the cum in my mouth and throat, then poured the rest on my face and chest, cleaning off as best I could. I did not want to continue our journey back with dried cum all over me as I finished cleaning off and put my woolen shirt back on. Gorlung and Tiamat returned with a forest ear which Sire took and skinned and quartered for our meal, putting the meat on spits and giving the rest to them. Unless we are delayed we should return to camp before nightfall. A good day, a good journey. It was Zyre. Even without the knowledge gained, time with just you racing through the forest and our sparring made this a good day. Before, in the palace, days like this were rare indeed. I hope now to have more of them. I knew I left something out, but I had never been one to openly speak of such things, and wasn't sure I should. And yes, I would like more of that as well. You shall, Analia. You will find an orc life more freeing than any other. And I would answer a question you asked at your marking. What question is that? I do not recall asking any. The night before, my father told me I was to go to the Elf King's palace to negotiate the peace. That was my last release, before I marked you. We left the camp a week after he told me. You were at the palace for three weeks. Yet you took no pleasure? I was stunned, did not know how to respond, so I responded poorly. But I think he knew as he looked at my face the look of shock could not be hidden. It was unheard of for an orc to go so long without taking a woman. When he told me, Analia, all I could see was your face. No woman could give me release after that. There would have been no satisfaction in it. So know you are not the only one suffering until you're claiming. Ha. Zire. I thank you. I want nothing but you, Analia, know this. I do. And perhaps I am sorry for pressing so much to have you, offering myself to you as I do. I hesitated before saying it, but also knew with him I could say what I would. Offering you my chest, my mouth, for your use and pleasure. Perhaps I make it more difficult. Ha! You do not. And I shall have more, I am sure. Marking you was the most satisfaction I have ever received, and perhaps the most I have ever released. As long as you are pleased and you desire it, I shall certainly want more. I have not misled you, Zyre. As, and when, and how you will. Today was most satisfying and gratifying. Embarrassed again I rose and began gathering my things. My knife belt blade across my back, a hip quiver of arrows. I harnessed Tiamat as Zyre did Gorlung, when both wolves snarled and became restless. Tiamat stalked off a short distance. Snout in the air, Zyre noticed as well and we both began sniffing. Gorlong and Tiamat both becoming more and more agitated, the hair on their backs standing up. Humans. And goblins. I can get but a whiff of the foulness. Zyre snorted as he sniffed. This way. We leapt upon our mounts and rode fast but silent through the forest. Chapter Zero Seven Star ratings and reviews welcome and appreciated. Thanks for reading. Enjoy. We rode silently through the forest, picking open pathways and animal trails to avoid the underbrush. The going was slower than we would have liked. But it wasn't long before we could hear raised voices, shouting of men and screams of terrified women and children. Coming up over a rise and cresting a hill, I saw movement in a tall tree rising from the ground beneath us. I reigned in Tiamat. Zyre noticed and brought Gorlung to a halt. I took my bow and two arrows, notching one just as a goblin descended from the top branches, head downwards. I released my first, then the second before the first landed. Two quick dull thuds and the goblin died silently, pinned to the tree. Zyre took Gorlung around the hill, looking about and sniffing the air. In the forest sound echoes, making it hard to locate I nodded in a direction to our right, Towards the hills and some rocky outcrops, we moved. Zyre dismounted, and with a wave of his hand sent his wolf back to our left, taking his hammer and iron blade in hand. I will go straight over the outcropping, sending Gorlung to circle about. Take Tiamat, stay mounted, circle to the right. Use your bow when you get close. We will be sure that none escape. Protect the humans first, and if any yet live, join me in the butchering. I simply nodded, not wanting to speak or waste more time. I took Tiamat at a fast trot through the trees, looking for a vantage point. Descending the hill the voices grew louder, and now the hissing and screeching of goblins as well. As I rounded a curve on the hill I could see a band of humans, weapons drawn, a handful of women and children behind them. The men were few, too few. I could see at least fifteen goblins surrounding and approaching. I found thick underbrush and took Tiamat there. Rising to my feet in her saddle, I drew my bow and fired, one and two, and two goblins fell quick. Both humans and goblins turned in shock, then a mighty roar, and from a rock outcropping Zyre leapt and landed just behind them. With growl and a roar challenging the goblins he wielding his hammer drawing some of them away from the humans. Two more arrows, two more dropped. Come Tiamat, to your master, hurry. She crouched, and leapt over the underbrush, crashing through another. I unsheathed my blade and dispatched two more. Leaping off Tiamat's back I ran to where the humans were surrounded, backs to a rock wall that ascended straight up. Zyre was swinging his hammer in broad arcs, smashing anything in his reach. If a goblin came too close, he doomed it with his bare hand, crushing skulls that a few tried swarming me, my females sent drawing them. A few strokes and swipes of my blade ended them. Somewhere Gorlung was snarling and roaring. Tiamat was off in the woods. There were more, for I saw her flinging bodies with her giant maw. Goblins are not soldiers or warriors. They overwhelm victims with numbers, dragging any surviving women to their breeding caves. A fate worse than death. They were the enemy of all races. As sire, and I exterminated these foul things. A few tried to flee. A knife thrown into a back. Zyre grabbing and smashing bodies into rocks. Gorlung and Tiamat seeing to the rest. As the wolves came crashing and pouncing through and over the underbrush, one of the human males drew up his bow near me, arrow notched. I was quick enough, flipping my wrist with my blade to knock the bow from his hand. He immediately grabbed a knife, but I was quicker, grabbing his wrist, and in the blink of an eye, my blade at his throat. Drop the knife, human, or I cut your throat. Giles, what are you doing? They saved us. Listen to your woman. Drop your guard. By now Zaire was staring from a distance, watching, and Tiamat was now at my side, raised hackles, teeth bared. His eyes wide, he did as suggested and lowered his knife. I will give him the benefit of doubt. Fear and reaction to their situation can cause one to act foolishly. I released him and stepped back. Raise a weapon again to the elf or the wolves, and they will feast upon your bones. Dress your wounds and gather your things. We go to the orc camp on the edge of the woods. From there you can go with the human traders to the nearest settlement. Make haste, it will be after dark before we arrive. Zire and I made sure there were none that would survive. I grabbed my arrows, and he led the way on foot sending Gorlung and Tiamat ahead and behind and we made our way through the thick forest with myself bringing up the rear. The humans were silent as we went, the man I now knew as Giles kept turning his head this way and that, hands flexing upon his weapons, I did not like it. The woman who shouted to him walked beside me and she looked nervous and scared, as she should be. A waif of a young woman, long blonde hair, small chested, a foot shorter than myself perhaps, with light brown eyes she appeared to have no strength in her limbs but had no trouble keeping pace. Thank you, lady, for saving us. It is well. We were heading to the orc camp when we caught the scent and heard the shouting. I am sorry for Giles. He is tempered and always impatient to prove himself. Your man is impetuous, and it is a dangerous fault. Pardon, lady, but he is not my man. I have none, though he would have me. I thought it prudent to change the topic to more important things. What are you called and how is it this small group came to be in the forest? The human male kept looking back, staring, nay, glaring at us. He is certainly trouble. I am Talia, and we are from a village on the other side of the forest. There is a lake, my parents settled there some years ago. We were set upon by goblins, so many, we few were all that escaped. We thought we were safe, we've been wandering for days. They must have tracked us. I am sorry for your village and your parents. You will be safe in the orc camp until you leave with the traitors. No need to fear the orc. Rest easy. Thank you, my lady. It is not the orc I fear. She looked quickly at the man, and as quickly cast her eyes to the ground as he stared back at us. There is some history here. Well, whatever your fear, put it aside. You are protected from all that would harm you. And you may call me Anlia. We walked in silence for some time when Zaire stopped us, making his way back to me. I am taking Gorlung for a look about, stay with the humans, let them rest and drink. Tiamat stays with you, I trust you can handle any situation that arises, but shout out if there is trouble. I knew of what he spoke, he trusted the human man as much as I. He gave a low whistle, and the wolves came charging back. Mounting Gorlung, he left us there in a small clearing, and the humans settled in. Talia took the opportunity to speak with me more at a distance as I fed Tiamat. Who is he, lady? He is the largest orc I have ever seen. I saw the look in her eyes as she spoke, and my jealousy flared, if only for a moment. I, I didn't mean. I'm sorry. I, it is fine, worry not. You have experience with orcs? I do. My father was a traitor and as a child I often accompanied him, and when I came of age, I had my own dealings with them. Rough they are maybe, but I envy the life they lead, and their women are more free than we are. What is your age, Talia? And what is this man to you? He watches you close. I ignored her question of Zaire. I doubted he would want too much known, as he keeps things close, and it seemed wise among people we did not know. I am nearly twenty, and Giles would have me for himself, and presses it hard. I think it would be different if he knew, or maybe it would excite his rage. I don't know, lady. If he knew what? I already knew the answer. This woman has already known them, and would again. She had no use for the way most human women lived, trapped in a shelter, kept at her home, no skills except the bed and bearing children and cooking, perhaps. I- I already said, about dealings with the orc. I. She was blushing and embarrassed. I simply wanted confirmation, and I had it, though how this tiny wave has taken an orc I could not imagine. I see. It is well, be not embarrassed. There is no shame in wanting a different life. I too have left a life behind different from the one I have chosen. So is there an orc out there searching for you? Lady, you embarrass me. Be not shamed, Talia. And you need not speak if you do not wish. No. There is no orc looking for me. It has been some time. I have not seen or been in an orc camp for a year now. I tried to stay in one, but my mother fell ill and I could not. And this male does not know or does not care. He is the son of a friend of my father's. He only came to our village recently. He has pressed me since. He tried once to speak no more, Talia. Your grief is great and fresh. Allow your wounds to heal. You are under my protection. Now rest, drink, and eat. We still have miles to go. Zyre returned a short while later and dismounted, letting the wolves scout ahead. We go. The sun is low and the shadows grow. I would be back to the camp before the second watch. I walked ahead with him briefly leaving the humans to follow. Everything well, Zyre? Aye, we seem to be under no threat. A few hours more and we should see the fires and hear the commotion of the camp. Their entire village was overtaken. Only these few survived. The young woman is frightened of the male. I think she will wish to stay. She is familiar with orc life. Hmm. Under your protection, I gather. I will use it as a test of loyalty from my newfound band. You needn't be concerned. I have reason to believe she will be pleased. A pause and a hard look. The male will be a problem. He will be a problem regardless. Do you trust me in this? You are going to place this human woman in the hands of an orc band you don't even know, are you certain? Orcs are orcs, Analia. She is a commoner. There is no law to prevent her use as long as she is available. I WOULD SEE THIS THROUGH, AND AS I SAID, HERE I PAUSED, LOOKING HIM IN HIS EYES SO HE WOULD UNDERSTAND WITHOUT ME BEING TOO BLUNT. SHE HAS EXPERIENCE OF ORC BEFORE, AND WOULD HAVE IT SO AGAIN. HER WORLD IS gone, zire, I WOULD GRANT HER THE ONE SHE WOULD HAVE. AM I SO DIFFERENT TRULY? YES. YOU ARE DIFFERENT. ELF, half fae, A DEMIGOD. UNTOUCHABLE EXCEPT BY WHO YOU WILL. THIS WOMAN WOULD BE PASSED THROUGH THE CAMP. Unable to resist any, except by my command. Zire, your band and all who follow you show great restraint. I have yet to see or hear a woman forced. Your rule is strong, Zyre. Women walk freely unmolested throughout your encampment. And to be blunt, I doubt she will have to be forced. Excepting your new band, which would have forced you, no. Under Zila's command, not mine or yours, she fears this male more than any orc's sire. Let her stay. She does not deserve the fate that will be hers if we force her to go where he goes. I'm very well. But I leave in a few days' time, as do you, if you still insist upon it. She will be here with no one who knows her. I will see to her well-being. I will leave you, returning to the rearguard. I returned to my post in the rear. Talia tried to follow, but I bade her stay in the group. If a problem arose, she would be safer. The rest of our journey was uneventful, and within a few hours, in the dark, I began recognizing landmarks and familiar scents. And soon after that, torchlight in the trees ahead, blinking and flickering in and out between the trees. Zyre stopped us and called out, Ha! I recognize your scent, show yourself melee. Fear not, your mistress is safe. Come, we have refugees. Lord Zire Dash. that call got the attention of the humans with us. Indeed, his name was known far and wide. Gilead wanted a party sent out in search. He expected your return before the sunset. I volunteered with my mistress's band. A worthy companion, Mele. The wonder is why Cillian gave up your service. A captaincy you deserve, and in time will receive. Your mistress guards the rear." Have the humans taken to the traitors' area. Accepting one. Anelia will explain. By now I had joined him at his side, as my band came forth to escort us the rest of the way. Chief Mistress Anelia. Bah! Something shorter is needed. Greetings. Mele insisted, and we agreed. We are your band, time we act like it, she said, ha. Thank you, broge, and greetings. Escort the human refugees to the human traders. They leave with them in the morning. When they are settled, come to my tent. I have something to discuss. Oh, and Analia, or Chief Analia will do. Aye, Chief, how's that? Ha! Very well. I will join you soon. Come, humans, food and ale and rest await. Talia, not you. Come with me. Both Broj and Mele looked at me questioningly, but I gave no word. The human male glared, and I gave Broge a look and glanced at the human. He simply grunted and gave a nod. Mistress? Later, Mele, take her to our tent and wait for me there. Yes, mistress. Come, your name? I, I am Talia, who is she? Her eyes were wide as Mele led her on. I heard no more as I walked with Zyre and the wolves. Before we could speak, we were now in the camp proper, and Gilead appeared. Aha. Lord Zire. Slow to return, no? No matter. You have a guest from the north with news. Who, Gilead? Your old friend krysig only arriving a few hours ago. News of the northern elf kingdom. Very well. Food and drink, Gilead. Anelia, come and meet an old friend, and hear his news. It is time for you to take part since you will rule with me. We went to Zaire's tent and met this new chieftain, bringing news of the Northern Elf Kingdom under attack from Surti's brother Skyros, a much more dangerous foe than Surti, and Silian's involvement in its defense. It seems he left already and Zyre was sending out riders to seek him so they could meet. Zaire would be heading that way in a few days more while I returned to the palace. Having heard all this I left, having matters of my own to tend. Entering my tent Mele was there with Talia who was eating ferociously. Mele, come with me for a moment. I, mistress. I wanted to speak with her alone, so we walked a short distance into the forest behind our abode. How is the band? Trustworthy, you think? I do. I did some spying and overheard things. Broge seems to be the leader, and he insisted on loyalty to you. He likes the idea of assembling the horde under Zyre and yourself, all orcs united under one banner. The others quickly fell into line, and when I gathered them for a patrol and then a search for you, they did not hesitate. Why? What are you thinking? I will have them escort us back to the palace as our guard. I think Zire will insist on sending some of his own as well. But I need to trust them to build loyalty, and if it becomes a problem, we should be able to manage, no? Aye, bold mistress, but I think it's a good idea, as was giving him orders this night. Broge is a true orc, brutish, rough and harsh, but good to his word, I think. But what of this woman? Since she witnessed all the fuss of you two, and giving orders, she seems a frightened animal. Their village was overrun by goblins, they only survived. She stays here because of the man in the group, she fears him, that and she wishes to stay in an orc camp, having been in one before. I gave her permission to stay. She will have a choice to make tonight. What choice? To remain with you and I, or go with Broge and the others. Is that wise? Such a tiny woman cannot fend them off if she needs to, and I do not know if they would leave her be. I don't think she wants them to leave her be melee, and that is the point. She seems to have a preference, and I am certain they will not be her first. But you told her of Zyre and I? Ah, I see, ha. Well, Broge will be pleased. And yes, I did. She asked so many questions. I think I frightened her, though I did not mean to. Ha ha ha, it is well. I will put her at ease. But we should return. Broge will be coming soon. Talia looked at me, eyes wide, when we returned to the tent, then lowered her eyes and bowed her head. Relax, Talia. Such things are not necessary. I have a question for you before Broge from my band returns. I would know where you would like to stay. You are welcome with Mele and myself here, or you may go with him. But know that eventually he will be the one training you in arms. To be in an orc camp you must be able to fight. She was shy and sheepish again, turning blushing red and looking at her feet, not from intimidation, but embarrassment. Just then a rough voice shouted from out the tent. Chief Analia, I return as you requested. Well, Talia? Come and broach. The humans you brought back are settled among their own as you commanded. What other orders? Well, Broge Dash, I am to go with you. Talia blurted this out, and I almost laughed, and Mele did, having to turn aside spitting out the ale she was drinking. Eager indeed. What is this, chief? Talia is staying with the camp, and it is my wish you train her in arms, starting with the bow and knife. The sword can come later. She has requested to go with you where the rest of the band is. Do you object? Speak openly, for I would know. Truly? Very well, Waif. I will train you well, there is much to learn. I'll try not to break you, Ha! but no promises, hee-hee. I saw the look in his eyes and hers. Her face was practically on fire. One more thing before you go. We leave camp a day after tomorrow. Prepare the band. You will be my escort with Mele and a few more of Zyre's band to the Central Kingdom. We will leave at dawn. Talia will remain here. That is all brooch. Thank you. You may go. Aye, very well then. As they were leaving Talia and he were speaking, Mele and I caught some of it as we followed them out. I don't need training in all things. I have some skills. Do you now? Well, we'll see what those are, here, Waif. I'll show you. I am small, I know, but you'll appreciate my talents, just not with weapons. Their voices faded off in the distance leaving melee and myself rather amused. Ha ha ha, well-chosen mistress. I was wrong to worry. She is much bolder with an orc than with me, which I find curious and amusing. I am concerned about the human, though. I think he will try something foolish. He is fixated on her and I do not like it. Another reason to send her with Broge, she will be well protected and happy. She fears you because of me, ha. She said she said something of Zyre and you reacted, I told her you would have no rival, sorry. Well it is true, I will not, ha. It's just as well she knows. But come, let's find a table and food and ale, I am famished. We found a friendly table and I recounted to her all that had happened, and we listened to the talk and banter of the orcs around. Laughing loud, and there were shouts of queen and consort, loyalty sworn, which, though flattering, was also awkward. I was not used to this yet, for they knew they were heading into demon or territory, and those who stood against Zire. Bloodletting was inevitable, and we all knew it doubt we stayed at that table deep into the night and watched as one by one. Sometimes, too, they left to find their women or sleep off the ale, and eventually it was just Mele, myself, and a few others. When Gilead appeared, Ah! There you are! I was thinking the two of you abandoned camp, ha! I, Gilead, your master finally release you from duty? Far better to serve my mistress, she is much less demanding. Isaiah is, demanding indeed. But so are you, Mele. I'm sure you have demands of your own. Well, if my mistress no longer requires my service, I have a few orders I'd give the four of you. Ha! Mele, I release you from your commitment to me this night. Enjoy this warm night. Are you certain? You don't mind my not accompanying you back? No, Mele. I am certain I will be fine. There is no danger in this camp. Give your orders, Mele, haha. Leaving the table, I barely turned before she began. Somebody bend me over this table. Another on the other side. That's the last order I wa. Ah, fuckmph. I turned to look and indeed she was bent over the table, Gilead behind her, another grabbing her head and shoving himself in her mouth. The cloak she had been wearing was cast on the ground, her brazier ripped off, and Gilead had torn the breeches she was wearing with his bare hands, enough to spread her thick thighs and push inside her. How I envied her! How I wanted Zire to shred my clothing and take me, bah! I must let this go, my time is coming. I considered going to his tent and taking that large ore cock in my mouth again, to feel it, taste it, make him come for me, but chose to walk the camp alone, not wanting to disturb him, or seemed to be begging to be taken and used, though I wanted to beg and be taken and be used out I made my way through the camp, through the fires and moans and screams. Women being taken everywhere, in every way. I moved towards the plains, the outer reaches of the camp, to be alone and gaze at the starry sky. What I found was an expanse of tents and fires stretching far out into what once was grassland. Another disappointment. I turned and went back through the camp, wandering rather aimlessly, lost in thought, when I came upon a sight that I had unknowingly ended up by the cooking pits, where my band had remained camped. Broge was sitting on a stump, Talia was on his lap. Her small thin pale white body naked, her legs spread over him. His one hand covered her small breasts. His other on her waist, almost wrapping around her entirely. He was so much larger than she. He drove into her, and I could tell his entire cock was buried in that tiny body. How she took it all I cannot imagine. And she bounced herself up and down upon him, moaning and screaming. Louder than his grunting dad I watched mesmerized by how she took all of him without screaming in pain. When another of the band came before her, his erect manhood standing straight out. She looked at him then grabbed him, leaned forward, and took him in her mouth, stroking him while screaming through the fucking. In another moment Broge removed his hand from her small breasts and placed it on her head, pushing her forward, forcing her to take the entire cock into her mouth. Talia was leaning so far forward, every push by Broge, every withdrawal, was allowing the other orc to fuck her mouth without effort. She stopped momentarily to reposition, putting her hands out to brace herself against the orc in her mouth, but never sliding Broge out of her. I was far enough away, and between the trees not to be seen, but could hear plainly enough, and before she took that giant orc cock back in her mouth. Now ah uh, fuck me, both of you, ah uh, ah. Fuck I love orc. I knew I should leave, but could not. I stayed to watch this through. Broge pushed harder on her head, now her face against the other orc, His cock must have been in her throat, and his other hand now held her down on him as he continued to drive himself all the way in her, snarling and growling, the other grabbing her head and pushing into her mouth, driving between her lips, into her throat deeper and harder. The orc in her mouth let out a tremendous roar, and thrust hard, gripping her head tight, and held himself in her, grunting and thrusting, short pushes, he must have been coming. A moment later he pulled out, and I saw the cum pouring out of her mouth, and more gushing out of his head, all over her face. A few more thrusts from Broge, and he too began to come, rivers streaming out from between her legs, holding her tight down upon him as he flooded her insides that I shouldn't be watching. I knew this, I might be seen, but could not help it. I had the urge to finger-fuck myself, but resisted, but I could not stop watching. Broge lifted this little waif of a woman off himself, easily I may say, as his seed ran from out of her. Talia stood, but barely, her legs shaky, threw her hair behind her, and sank to her knees before him, still not satisfied. Her tiny hand took that large member, not being able to grasp it wholly, and began stroking it. Broge leaned back as her head went down, taking him, the other lifting her hips and lining himself up, and pushed in her, his whole length with one thrust. Talia let out something between a moan and a scream as he entered her. She briefly looked back and pulled on her cheek, as if she could spread herself more. It didn't last, as Broge turned her face back to him and she eagerly took him in her mouth again, but not his entire cock, just half, stroking him quickly as she did. This went on for a few minutes, until she took Broge out of her mouth yet again. Coming! 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 Oh, by the gods. I'm coming. Yes. Yes. Fuck yes. Fuck me with that orc cock. That giant cock. Fuck. I'm coming. It won't stop. Won't stop. Coming. Coming. Fuck. Fuck. Fuck I'm coming. Ha ha. For a waif, you certainly like and take orc cock well human. Ha ha. And the cum. You like the come, want more? Yes. Fuck yes. Fuck me. Take me. Come in me more. Fuck, come all over me. Gods, it's been so long. Give me more. Fuck me more. Fuck me. Fuck my mouth. Make me come, give me come, or cock, or come. More, I want it, want it, broge. Give it to me. You like it? What a human woman can do. Want to give me feed me your cock your cum more you want more i want more hee hee talia you weren't lying your skills are remarkable i'll have to thank the chief later ha you are part of our band no others will touch you but us our cocks our cum only now feast on my cock until we bathe you in our cum h h m m m yes fuck i wanted f. Her face was once again in his lap, pushed all the way down, inhaling the entire thing, and he rocked up into her, fucking her mouth hard and fast, the other still pushing into her from behind a few minutes more and they both pulled out of her, one from each end, and they helped her move to a kneeling position, before both stroking themselves until they exploded, come shot from both cocks at once. They splattered her face, her breasts, her body, as Zyre had done to me only a day before covering her head to knees, dripping wet white semen coating her already pale white skin. I almost came myself, not even touching myself. All I could think of was Zyre covering me in his seed, and wanted it again, as they continued stroking and pumping copious amounts of cum on her, growling and snorting, taking turns pushing into her mouth, pressing their cocks into her skin, smearing cum everywhere. Ah, fuck, so much I had forgotten. It's been so long since I've had this, ah uh, Ha. We'll remind you daily, waif Talia, hee-hee. There are fifteen in this band, so as many as you want, or as few. Orcs like sharing, but only as long as I'm involved. Think I want you for my first of women. Fifteen? Fuck, never had so many. Only five is the most. You truly want me in your band? And to be the first of your women? You'll still train me to fight? I, I do, and I will. You have skill, and strength. If you did not you would have broken with this fucking, ha? So tight and tiny, you made us come too quickly, hee hee. I can do more, but I need water, a bath, so much come all over me. Well Talia I knew was happy with her choice. It seems she knows that orcs rarely only have one woman, and she seemed accepting of it. And who knows? Maybe Broge would one day change his mind. It wasn't unheard of, just rare. Perhaps if he impregnated her. Regardless, I knew I was being demanding of Zaire, but there was no way I could share him, have his attention on another. I wanted to fulfill all his desires, and be enough. Come, Talia, there's a water tub behind the tent. Bathe yourself there, then after? Ha! Sleep if you will, or not. Tomorrow you begin your training. But if you're not tired, dash. I have another talent I would show you, but a bath first. My, my, eager indeed. She was not lying in the forest speaking of having experience with orcs. But this had gone on for some time, and I was ashamed to have watched these orcs fuck this woman this way for so long and silently turned and left, making my way back through the camp.my way back was the way I came, and eventually I arrived where I had left melee earlier. I did not think she would still be there thinking they would have gone somewhere else. I was mistaken as I stepped out from a small stand of trees. melee was on all fours on the table, one beneath and inside her, another behind grabbing her hips and pushing into her, and a third in her mouth. I knew she was in bliss. I had often been told by her that this was her favorite, three or cocks at once. And I knew she would want them all to come at once, filling her completely. I watched for a few moments as her body was fucked in three different ways at once. There was a rhythm to it. The one beneath her, spreading her lips, and the one behind spreading her cheeks were thrusting into her at the same time, the one in her mouth pushing in when they pulled out. In the half moonlight, light her skin was glistening. I was unsure if it was sweat or cum. Probably both I stood where I was, determined not to watch like I just had Talia. But then one of the orcs spoke and I wondered if I would actually witness it. Gah. This woman's going to make me cum. Fuck her ass is tight. Grabbing my cock and squeezing it, like it wants to milk me. Ha. Same. No matter how much I fuck this pussy it's still tight. South close. Ha ha. She knows how to suck a cock. Sucking the cum right out of my balls. Arg. Gah ha. AF. All three gripped her tight. The one behind grabbed her ass and thrust hard into her and released, the one beneath took her waist and slammed into her hard, releasing himself, and Gilead took hold of her head and pulled her to his body, ramming his cock into her throat, and came. The cum squirted out of all three of her holes. I saw it leaking out of her mouth, draining out from beneath, and that the one in her ass kept fucking her so hard, his cum was spurting out around his shaft. Though it aroused me I could not imagine wanting that, except that it would be Zyre and his cock, his seed, leaking from me everywhere doubt I watched long enough for the three of them to pull out of her, leaving melee there on her hands and knees panting and oozing cum. Well, not leaving her, I doubted she was actually done yet, but I was. I made my way back to our tent, silently as only an elf can doubt I stripped myself down and laid on my pile of furs, a low dying fire burning casting shadows. I covered myself and tried to sleep but could not. My hands ran down my body, caressing my soft skin, down my legs and in between my thighs. I slipped a finger inside myself, then another, but it wasn't enough, I wanted something more. In the darkness I searched Mele's bag, looking for her tool. I wanted something long and hard in me, needed it, craved it, making myself comfortable, legs opened, knees bent, A warm fur covering me from my waist down, I slid the thing inside me. It went easily, as I slowly pushed it deeper and deeper in me. My other hand spreading my lips open, sometimes rubbing my clit. My breathing becoming more and more labored. Myself fucking getting faster and faster, harder. My juices freely flowing out of me. I wasn't paying much attention to anything going on around me. I was so caught up in myself, the sensations running through my body. That I did not notice at first, the hulking form gently pushing open the heavy leather flap of the tent. I stopped momentarily until I caught his scent, Zyre. He stood in the shadows of the tent, looking at me, and I felt I should be ashamed, embarrassed, but I was not. I looked in his eyes and pushed the thing deep inside myself, gasping. My head fell back, my back arched, pushing my chest out. I grabbed my breast and squeezed, still masturbating with the tool. He watched me, standing there, his eyes glowing orange, I could hear his breathing, almost a growl underneath his breath that I slid my hand down from my chest pushing the fur covering off, exposing my body, and myself pleasuring, for him to see. My hips moved, up and down in rhythm with the object shoved up inside myself. Looking at him again I saw his manhood exposed, indeed, it seemed he entered my tent that way. I stared into his eyes as he watched me fuck my wet elf slit with this tool. I gripped it hard, hand clenched around it, and as I moaned and squealed, I drove it into myself harder and harder, enjoying him watching me. His own hand went to his rigged cock and began stroking slowly. I knew not where to look, to keep eye contact while I fucked myself, or watch his massive hand stroke his giant cock while watching me fuck myself. My eyes kept darting from one to the other, Both stimulated and turned me on, making me wetter and wetter. My juices flowing freely. Dot. I slid my free hand down my body, never taking my eyes off him, and slipped two fingers between and inside my lips, soaking them, and slipped them in my mouth, sucking and licking and tasting my own flavor, pushing them in and sucking them like I would his massive cock. Zyre was leaking pre-cum. I watched it drip from his head to the floor. I was panting and moaning, getting closer. My hips thrusting up. Taking more of the tool inside me, over and over again, I was about to come. Did I want to come over the tool or my own fingers? I kept the long hard tool in me. It was bigger and harder, and more of what I wanted. My orgasm hit me with force. My head threw back, my back arched. Inhaling sharply, I released a squeal and a moan, over and over, my lips parted, squeezing my breasts, my knees pulled up, legs pressed tightly together, pressing against the tool inside me. I did not stop, even with my release, I continued thrusting it inside me, fucking my wet, coming slit, enjoying the pleasure, the sensations, and loving him watching me pleasuring myself, building his lust. After my orgasm settled I rolled to my side, legs pressed together, the tools still in me. I looked upon him, listened to his low growl, saw the orange fire of lust in his eyes, his swollen head leaking precum like a fountain, staring at me no longer stroking himself, but watching. I lifted and parted my legs still with the tool inside me, beginning again to push it in, deeper, slowly back, and again. I parted my lips, licking them with my tongue, my mouth watering, my eyes inviting him in. He approached, his large hard cock straight out. He took it in his hand, his other he placed on my head, and rubbed it upon my lips. I licked it, tried to take it in, he did not let me. Growling low, he continued rubbing my lips with his bulbous head, smearing his precum along them. It dripped in my mouth, and I swallowed eagerly. Yet he did not insert himself, and I wanted it badly. I still had the tool in me, still shoving it in me. I longed to feel both, to take both, but he made me wait. Taking his cock head, he rubbed it along my chin, along and above my lips, my cheeks, pressing it in and against my skin, leaving trails of precum all over my face cheeks, lips, forehead, everywhere. I moved my head, turning it up, to the side, lifting up, throwing it back, wherever his cock went along my face, that way I turned. I moaned louder and louder, the wand in me building more and more, all this teasing making me hungrier and hungrier. I craved his taste, his cum, I craved to feel his hardness in my mouth, between my lips, stretching my jaw once again. As I continued fucking myself, As he continued rubbing his cock all over my face, his cock ended up resting against me, straight upon my face. I licked his long hard shaft, my spit building up, dripping out from my lips. His heavy sack at my mouth, I could taste it, lick it. I circled my tongue around the loose skin housing his large cum-filled balls. I opened my mouth wide and inhaled deeply, taking his sack in my mouth and gently closed around it. I moan on his sack in my mouth, he growled in pleasure, his fingers clenched in my hair. I felt another coming building inside me, and squealed more, my hips bucking against the object inside me. Opening my mouth slightly to breathe I took more of his sack in, licking his balls, sucking them gently, but it was getting difficult with my orgasm building in me again. Zaire was now stroking his shaft right against my face, growling at the pleasure he had with me sucking his large pale green balls his sack. I looked up and saw him watching me, his hand moving faster over himself, his other pushed my head back slightly, so I could watch him watch me. I began screaming around his sack, my orgasm hitting me, I had to let his balls out of my mouth, had to breathe through my orgasm, but catching my breath didn't last long. A few moments only and before my coming ceased, he thrust his cock straight into my mouth, pushing down into my throat, he released a satisfying roar. My orgasm redoubled, as another hit me when I felt his head hit against my throat. The satisfaction I received as I felt and tasted his hard shaft on my tongue was immense, and I wanted more. All I could think of was making him come for me, in my mouth. Then, unbidden, in my mind, all I could see was Talia covered in cum, and melee leaking orc seed from all three of her holes. It felt as if I was driven mad with lust. Without aid I slid my face up and down his gigantic cock, taking it deeper and deeper, jamming the tool in my soaking dripping pussy. Faster and harder I slid my mouth along his length, tightening my lips, my mouth, around him, pausing whenever I felt his swollen crown at my lips. I was learning. I could swallow his precum while taking that cock in my mouth, and I will say I was pleased and proud of my developing skills at sucking his cock. This sideways position was untenable for a long period of time though, and I had to change my position. I pulled off Zyre's cock and sat myself upright, but I still kept the tool in me. Feeling both that and his cock in me simultaneously was a pleasure I would be sure to repeat. I began to understand why Mele, and Talia as well, liked more than one, though I would never have another man other than Zyre, I could use this any time. After sitting up and inserting the tool back inside my wet slit, I took him in my hand and back into my wet warm mouth, where I felt his cock belong. I took him as eagerly as before, thrusting my face over that shaft, soaking it in my spit and drool. He was dripping with it. As was my hand I used to stroke him while I fed upon his orc meat. Zyre let me have my way with his cock for a time, but I knew him enough to know he wanted more. He is an orc after all, and orcs are rough and fierce in all things, and that included fucking. I did not mind, in fact I looked forward to it. The last face fucking he gave me was amazing, and I desperately wanted to make him come I knew it was coming when both of his huge hands grasped my head and I felt his first hip thrust into my face. I released my hold on his cock and braced that hand against his thigh, the other still using the tool between my legs. He gripped me firmly and began pushing with force, over and over, deeper, as before. A hard push into my mouth, a slow withdrawal, a hard push in, holding himself, head pushed against my throat. I relaxed my jaw more, letting go, letting my throat open to take him. Faster and harder, every push harder and more forceful than the one before, deeper every time. Further into my throat, his pre leaking down without my swallowing. I tried to keep his pace, fucking myself as fast and hard as he was fucking my mouth. He pulled out letting me rest and breathe. I spit some of my saliva out, there was plenty, and if anything it was choking me more than his cock did. He let me catch my breath, patient until my breathing became almost normal and he watched me, looked down at the tool inside me, I saw it and smiled, leaned back a little, opened my legs more and slowly slid it in and out. Are you ready Zyre? Do you wish to come for me? In my mouth or on me? My desire is yours. Will you fuck my mouth, my face, or have me suck my favorite meal slowly? What will it be? Shall I savor my meal or will you force-feed me your massive meat? Are you ready, Anelia? I shall do both. You will taste and swallow my seed, and you shall feel my cum on your skin, your body and face. I shall cover you again, Dash. He grabbed me again and pulled me to his cock, pushing into my mouth hard and fast. Now eat my cock. Swallow it, feel it in your throat. Clench your throat around my cock. Swallow it like you want to. Feel the force of my cock in your elfin mouth. Milk the come out of my shaft, my heavy balls and swallow my copious seed. His hands grasped the side of my face and head. He took my pointed ears in his hands and jerked me to him forcing himself in my mouth, down into my throat. I swallowed when I felt it, tightening around him every time he entered. I wanted it, wanted to feel him come, feel him explode. He was going too hard for me to continue using the tool. I needed both hands to brace myself as he fucked my mouth once again dot I came again. My third orgasm that night, the anticipation of his coming in my mouth was almost too much to bear. I was eager for it, hungry for it. I would have said so, but could not. He did not stop or relent again. I took his sack in my hand, squeezing gently, rolling cum-laden balls in my hand, then I felt them tighten. I knew he was going to come, but barely had time to process the thought as I felt his shaft harden and swell, and he thrust harder into my throat, deeper, I swallowed, tightening my throat around him, over and over, waiting, waiting. A mighty roar and I felt his liquid pouring out and down my throat. My thighs tightened, squirting out my own liquid as his poured out of his head, down my throat, and flooded my mouth with that sweet salty thick or cum he pulled me tighter to him, my face now pressed tight against his muscular body, his seed continuing to pour out of him, as I continued rolling and stroking his balls, coaxing more and more cum out of him. My mouth so flooded it came pushing out of the corners of my lips. I truly began to choke, on cock, cum, and my own saliva. Zyre relented and pulled himself out, ejaculating on my body, my chest, as I coughed and wheezed and spit out cum and drool. Once I was breathing I raised my face to him. Cover me. Cover my face with your seed. I want its warmth on my face. Come on your elf's face. Cover this elf's face in your cum. Face? Ha! That and all of you. I will see your pale blue body dripping in my seed, my cum. Cover you as I desire, as you desire. Soaking you in my cum, marking your entire body. Bathe you in it again, flood your face and skin, take it, take it. Then I'll feed you, stuff your mouth again with my meat. Another mighty roar as he stroked his cock over and at my face. As at my marking a river flood of cum came gushing out of him. I opened my mouth, held my long tongue out, and took it tasting it. I did not close my mouth to swallow what he poured out of his shaft, only my eyes to keep his come out, letting it wash over my face and tongue, feeling what entered my mouth leak and drip down. I took him in both my hands and took over the stroking, running both up and down, jerking him, jerking his come onto my waiting face. I felt it splash and splatter, the warmth and stickiness, it stuck to my skin in globs, dripping down onto my chest. I aimed him at my large chest, covering and soaking my ample tits, coating my nipples so sensitive I felt it send tingles through them, pouring out of him and running down my body between my cleavage. Like what you see, Zyre? Does this satisfy your desire? Or would you yet have more? Enter me another way? Fill me with your dripping cum in a different way? I was thinking of all the times I saw Melee with cum leaking out from between her cheeks. Watching an orc pound her from behind, her screams of ecstasy being taken that way. I wanted it, wanted to try, to feel him stretch me in some way, have him inside me doubt I rose and placed myself on the pile of furs on all fours, spreading my legs and reached back grabbing a cheek and spread them open. Use it, I want it, want to feel you come inside me. Turn around first, Anlia. I'll feed you my cock and come in your mouth and get my cock well wet and slippery. This is going to hurt you regardless, but I would have it hurt a little less. I did as I was bidden and turned. I did not open my mouth, but made him force himself between my lips. Take my mouth, force it. Force me to eat your meat, I like it when you force-feed me. He pressed against my lips, taking me by my ears again, and pressed hard, slowly forcing my lips apart, pushing his head through my lips and slamming his cock once again into my mouth. He thrust hard, enjoyment was not what he was seeking, but to come, to fill my mouth, and cover his hard shaft in his cum and my spit, soaking it. It was not long before he exploded more into my mouth. I did not swallow but held it, swirling my tongue over him, coating his cock in cum. He thrust a few more times in me making sure he was completely covered, his shaft and head dripping in cum and drool. Pulling out I swallowed what was left. Looking at him watched me as I did so. Mzire, now put me how you want me. Take my back, come inside and fill me, let me feel you come in me, filling me, make me leak your seed out from my body. A satisfied growl. He took me, flipped me on my stomach, took my hips in his strong hands while I propped myself upon the furs with my hands. Pulling my hips up so my cheeks were in line with his hard shaft, spread open my legs by placing himself between them. Sliding his hands over my round soft cheeks he placed his cock between them, parting them, gliding his wet shaft between them for a few strokes. I was already breathing hard in anticipation and nervousness. Mele told me many times that the first few enterings would be excruciating, but the pleasure well worth it. I waited with bated breath, breathing deep, but shallow, my juices running in my excitement. His strong fingers felt and squeezed the soft, fleshy skin of my cheeks, He moaned and growled in pleasure, still just sliding his huge member between them. Then I felt it, his fingers slipping between them and began to spread them, opening me up, exposing my hole behind. My nervousness grew, and I almost asked to stop, but then felt two fingers reach below and under, and slip inside my wet pussy, gentle sliding in and out, curling inside me. He somehow managed to keep his shaft between my cheeks while fucking me slow with his rough, wide fingers. I squealed with them inside me, pushing backward into him, wanting more. I almost came, but he pulled his fingers out, and with my head down, looking beneath me, I could see they were dripping wet. I felt his hands slide up my crack, spreading my cheeks more, and at my soon to be entrance, felt his wet fingers swirl around, leaving my moisture everywhere. Then I felt something new and I inhaled sharply and screamed at the same time. His finger entered me, stretching me, he moved inside me in a circle all around. I screamed again, in pain and pleasure. He stopped, but only for a moment, for when he did I pushed into him again, more pain, but not as much. He continued his circular motion with his finger, and I could feel the wet around my rim and inside. How to explain or define this? I cannot... And I will not try. Pain, hurt, an ecstasy, a tingling, lightning through my body, a shock. And even though it hurt, I was intrigued, and wanted to feel more. I pushed into him again, driving my ass into him, forcing his finger deeper in. Zire, Zyre, I am as ready as I will be. Please. No more waiting, it is more painful than you entering me, and I would have it, let me feel you inside me. Relax as best you can. I will be as easy as I can, and will not put my full self in you. I took deep breaths, and relaxed my body as best I could. The anticipation was making me tense, as was the foreknowledge of the pain I was about to experience. His fingers slid out, and I felt my body close with his exit, but then he parted my cheeks wider, and pushed me forward, for I was too close. I watched from beneath myself, under and between my hanging breasts and saw him grab himself with one hand and the other on my hip gripping me tight, perhaps to keep me in place. I felt it. He lined his soft tip at the entrance I offered him, and I felt the wet upon it as he pressed it against my hold that I tightened at the touch. I could not help myself, no matter how much I wanted this, and wanted I did. Relax, Analia, as best you can. The hurt you are about to feel will give way to pleasure, and it would not be inflicted if avoidable. This I know and I would have it, have you? I need to feel you in me, feel your liquid seed in me. Feel you fill me in some way. You would have me this way, would you not? Come inside me in some way? Give it to me, Zire. I, even after I claim you, I would have you this way. As he spoke this last word he pushed against me and his swollen head entered, stretching me open wide. I gave a short yell, a gasping scream, then the air left me and I was panting for breath, chest heaving, body both rebelling against, and opening up to receiving him in this way. The pain was great, but the sensations were pleasurable as well. He did not move at first, but held himself there, giving my body time to adjust. His movement slight, he pulled back but a little, then pushed against me a little more, my body taking more of him, stretching more. Every stretch was pain, every push was pleasure. Every breath was a moan and a shout. The only thought I had was that I was taking him. Taking Zyre's cock in me, inside my body, more and more of him with each push. The thought was exhilarating, and my body responded by producing and releasing fluids from my slit, dripping down my inner thighs, down my legs. I wanted to push back into him, but could not for the pain was too great. All I could do was stay still on my hands and knees and let him slowly, slowly, enter and fuck my virgin ass that he filled me. STRETCHED ME, THOUGH HE DID NOT PUSH HIS FULL LENGTH INSIDE ME, THOUGH I WANTED IT. ALL I WAS TOLD WAS TRUE TO THE WORD. THE PAIN, THE PAIN WAS AT FIRST EXCRUCIATING, BUT THERE WAS PLEASURE AS WELL. AND AS ZYRES SLOWLY AND WITH PURPOSED PACE PUSHED, WITHDREW, PUSHED AGAIN, HIS COCK INTO ME, THE PLEASURE DID TAKE OVER THE PAIN, BUT NOT ENTIRELY, BUT THE PLEASURE OF TAKING HIM, HAVING HIM IN ME, WAS OVERWHELMING, AND I DID NOT WANT HIM TO STOP. I wanted to feel more of him, to feel his entire shaft in me, deep, so deep. I wanted his thrusting to make me scream in pleasure, fill me entirely, to feel him push so hard I would feel his sack swing and hit me beneath. This is what I imagined, this was my desire. But it would not be this time, this time would only be a slow fucking of my ass. His strong fingers gripping my soft flesh, his growls and snarls behind me, feeling his shaft sink in between my cheeks pressing around him as he pushed me over and over. Without warning I felt it. An orgasm building in me again. All these sensations my body was feeling, my want, my desire, my lust, feeling him in me, stretching and expanding me, his hands upon my body, the pleasure I knew he was feeling, his desire for, and of, me, what I was giving him and he, me. All of it building up inside me. Waiting to explode. His thrusting and pushing was growing stronger, fiercer, faster. His growling louder and more frequent. My moans and screams the same, louder with every thrust inside me, between my cheeks, breaking my virgin ass with his monster cock. I felt his fingers grip hard, fastening themselves to my fleshy hips, he growled and snarled. I felt my passage expand and stretch as his shaft expanded in me, and my own orgasm hit hard. I screamed loud, unable to control it, just as he roared and released his seed inside me, spurting his hot liquid inside my passage. Over and over we came, together, releasing ourselves at the same moment. He continued pushing in me and I felt his cum sloshing inside, leaking out around his shaft. Zyre relented after draining himself inside me, but did not yet withdraw, keeping still in me, his cock throbbing, pulsing in me. Feeling that pulsing gave me yet another orgasm, and losing control, I cried out. More! More! Fuck, I want more, by the gods, Zyre, don't stop! Fortunately he knew better, and let loose an orsish laugh, something like a sharp short bark. Ha! No Leah. That will be enough, you cannot take much more. Some things need to happen slowly, ha! But do not worry! There will be a day when I will take you like this like an orc. Ha! But not this day. Say, say it, Zyre, want you to say it, hear it from you, you will. Fuck me this way. Again, fuck me. Say it. For I will have it no other way. I was still on all fours, now leaning on my forearms, head against the furs and Zyre leaned over me, half his cock still in me, leaning to my ear, growling lowly. Analia, my consort to be, there will be a day when I will take this cock and fuck this ass like an orc. No mercy to be given. I will fill you with it, all of it, spread you open, and stretch you wide, filling you, fucking you so hard you won't be able to scream. I will make you come harder than you can imagine, and flood your insides with my thick cum. And when I am done, I will fuck you harder and deeper, over and over again. I grew weak, panting more. Pushing back into him and into a shock of pain. I screamed again, and he pushed slightly deeper, and came more with the push. Sire, yes, yes, more. Fuck me more. Give me but a little more. Another orsish laugh, and he withdrew, and with his cock exiting me, his cum came leaking and dripping out, and my body collapsed flat upon the furs. He took my body in his hands and flipped me onto my back and mounted the fur pile. Spreading my legs wide I looked upon him with want He above me as he kneeled between my thighs His shaft hard Yes, yes, yes Take me Claim me I care not about the ceremony Take it, take me I cannot, though I want But I will have you forget your ache At least for a moment Leaning over me he slipped two fingers inside me Slamming them hard and deep I screamed again but in pure pleasure, as he jammed those fingers in me over and over. I came immediately upon them, but wanted more. I took his hand in mine and pushed it into me, driving him deeper. He grinned over me as his fingers fucked me hard and deep and I came over and over again. Hmm. If you were on me, Analia, your release would be almost as much as mine was when I marked you, covering your body in my liquid white cum. He pulled his fingers out and licked them. I grabbed his hand and shoved them into my own mouth. I cannot wait, sire, to taste myself upon your meat. Have you feed me after taking and fucking me with your cock? Soon, Leah? Soon it will happen. Queen of the orc you will be, ruling at my side, and I shall have you when and how I will. There will be no end to our pleasure, no end to our desire, no end to our lust. Our desire will be complete. But for now I have two ways of having you, ha, and I shall have both until the claiming. As much as you will, and I hope it will be frequent. My need of you is endless, even now I want you behind me again, deeper and harder. Even now I want to feel you swell in my throat. Even now I want to taste your seed again. It is never enough. I, my lust for you is not quenched, nor shall it be, nor would I have it be but it is late and dawn will be rising soon. Take some rest, Anlia. The End